Special podcast coming from you from fucking Melbourne. And where else are we? We've got a special guest. New York. (laughs) Matt Wachowski from New York. Concrete jungle where dreams are made of. Dreams will conspire you. That's what the whole podcast is. Coronavirus will fucking kill you. (laughs) Yeah, righto. Matt, how are you? Good, yeah, good. It's been busy. Yeah. Um, so the city, the city's pretty quiet. Yeah. Yeah, city's quiet. So tell us what you're doing, your title, what you're doing in New York, where dreams are made of. <laughs> um, yeah, I've so I came here in 2015 to do a postdoc. I finished my PhD in Melbourne. Your lord. Um, at the at the Walter and Eliza Hall Institute, which is just across the road from Melbourne Uni. And I worked on leukemia there, got a, got a gig in New York, uh, and I work at the NYU School of Medicine. So when you got the so gig in New York, I, it was just, it was doing leukemia still? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I wasn't preemptively planning for this for COVID-19. <laughs> Are you sure um, you weren't involved? And then, um, yeah. Not, Were you eating bats, Matt? You, you know. dirty dog. <laughs> hey, China, no, I, I'm your man. Impossible <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the um. So yeah, the uh. Basically, I for the last five years I've been working on uh how the bone marrow uh, protects leukemia from chemotherapy, and actually on Easter Sunday, my publication was accepted for publication. Oh, your lord! Uh, so that should come out in a couple of months, but that's been really not the priority uh, since. I want to say, I mean, probably mid-March, NYU got hit with testing. Mm. And then what happened was one of the pathology department uh, leaders, this guy, Matthias Schnödel. Um, what a sick he, name. He sort of, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Slovenian guy. He's like Teagle. Oh, um, God. And, and uh, yeah, so he turns around, just for all the listeners out there, real deep cut with the Teagle reference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, seven people and, are going to understand that. <laughs> and uh, so he emailed around NYU saying, like, we, this corona thing is really going to kick off. And But um, was this, and what, and this and, is happening mid-March? The testing was, like, only really just started then, and it probably should have started in February mm. or, or even January. Um, but... You know, it, that's like something to go into the speed of the responses. Like having been in the testing facilities, you just see what a slow response looks like. And um, Cause this, was this one's a, slow. Yeah. What was this a slow response? Like people were generally aware of coronavirus. What? The, en- the end of Jan, I reckon I was already seeing yeah. things were hap- seeing things. And I was like one of the naysayers i was like ah it'll be it'll be all right it should should be be all right but then by this i remember my (laughs) my my birthday start of feb i was talking to another a friend of ours and yeah i was like this is gonna hit us real bad and she's like oh yeah yeah deaths most deaths (laughs) that was like Um, february it was the start of feb 
I mean, for for the WHO, uh, they knew about it in late December. So China had reported it in late December. Um, and that was even lo- like there, there's a lot of innuendo uh, or it's not fact yet on how China reported it. Uh, it's kind of a dodgy area right now because the way that it happened, I mean, everyone's speculating how it started. People want it to be every conspiracy in the world, right? We'll get to uh, that. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, get to, to that. We'll yeah. get to that. <laughs> yeah. But coronaviruses have happened before. SARS is a coronavirus. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the origin doesn't really matter right now. It's the response that matters. And then after it, there'll be a lot more investigation, you'd hope. Uh, of course, you know, people are blaming wet markets in China, and, I, and I'm not surprised. What's I mean, a wet market? They're bad. What? A wet market's like a live animal trade, essentially, okay. uh, in China. And um, it's not well regulated from a health perspective. Um, All right, well, and, let's, you know, it's let's, a good reason. Let's quickly just jump into the, into the conspiracy. So... Do you think it came from a bat slash Pokemon slash wet market, or is that <laughs> is that what we think? I, um, you know, the at the moment the the politician answer I'll give you is probably uh, the evidence is pointing to that. Um, however, you don't want to get caught in a situation where you're throwing around blame just yet. Mm. Um, because there's still people going down from this. And that's why you're uh, right 100% because I love me some conspiracy theories. But when I – some of the ones that I hear now, I'm like they're not helpful right now. Like yeah, they're not yeah, helpful. And, you, know, you want to talk about the earth being flat or you want to talk about – that's when not, people do it though. Yeah, but it's not the time. It's just but, not – But they're not thinking about being helpful. No. I, know. I don't think. Yeah. I think it's a selfish thing. Yeah. Conspiracy theories. Yeah. They're like – Look at me. Look at this theory that I've come up with. But most it's got of nothing time to do they, with anyone else. Most of the time they haven't come up with it. Most of the yeah, time they've yeah, read exactly. one sentence <laughs> on Reddit and then run with it. Yeah. So I am of the opinion that, yeah, it came from some sort of animal that was not dealt with properly or something like that. Is that generally what you think, Mr. Matt? Yes. Yeah, I do. I think that uh, there's a lot of evidence already that suggests that, yeah, indeed, this came from some kind of reservoir. So what happens is it would be a virus that is endemic to a certain species, maybe bat, um, uh, and probably bat. Mm. Um, and, and then there's like a potentially an intermediate reservoir for the virus, um, and that's a different animal. Uh, now uh, it's the what, pan what do you dog mean by one, that? I believe. Yeah, well, yeah. It's Explain a pan, that a bit. Pan, what's it called? A pen. It's like a Pokemon. It's like a, it's like a sand shrew. Yeah. Let me just quickly pull this thing up, um, if you don't mind. I'll just be like one second. Nah, you can all the, all edit this out all the time Go in the world, it. mate. Uh, okay, so um, in nature immunology, which is one of the bigger uh, journals when it comes to immunology. There was actually a really good article that just came out on how the, like basically how are they going to make a vaccine against coronavirus? Mm, uh, and they the do vaccine. go into some of these things. And so what happens is like, for example, the, um, like what's a great example of this? Uh, I mean, HIV, 
is an example where there was an, a species that was not human that was known to harbor the virus. Mm. In that case, it would be a primate, yeah, yeah. Uh, for example. The whole thing, someone had said, choppy, choppy, chimpy, chimpy. <laughs> yeah, so then they, they eat, uh, like the idea there was, yeah, someone chops up this uh, chimp, eats it, uh, I don't know, contracts HIV. I'm not so clear on that, but what I mean by a reservoir is it's like a species that's able to incubate that virus. Right, right, right. Uh, and, and it just cooks away in there. And then there is an event, usually a chance event, which allows the transmission of the virus from that species to a human. So if we're talking about this, uh, is it pandoglum? Yeah, yeah, um, something like that. Did someone? Yeah, it, so, looks, it looks like a fucking sand shrew. Did someone force a bat oh, to give them head? Is that what happened? <laughs> <laughs> that would be terrible. Um, I hope not, because <laughs> there goes my Saturday. Um, <laughs> no, it's called a, a pangolin. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's a yeah pangolin. Yes. I just looked it up. Um, uh, and you know the. So say, for example, it is in the pangolin and then people, you know, use the pangolin for medicinal purposes is the idea yeah, um, yeah. or they consume it in some way. To get erections. It goes usually. from this. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it goes from this animal reservoir, which doesn't potentially harm the pangolin uh, to a human where all of a sudden this virus really harms humans. It causes respiratory mm. syndrome. Um, and then all, all of a sudden, sorry, I'm going to turn off my email here. Um, all of a sudden you have it spreading throughout humans. So it's gone from this incubator that is the pangolin to the human host. And now as soon as we breathe it out, um, and it's on our hands and we touch our face, uh, if it gets into our respiratory tract, this virus really likes the human host cell. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, so you're yeah, so without like obviously putting you on the spot or anything. So you would suggest that it probably came from the pangolin, the sand shrew, or something like that, or something like that. Um, yeah, I think it came from some animal host before us. I mean, that's not probably not a big stretch, uh, but it's more. I don't think right now the conspiracies of like, oh, it was bioengineered yeah. by someone and released into the community is is helpful. Yeah, I that, think that's what I've been saying too. It's just, it's like not helpful. Like I had one idiot go to say to me how it's, this was China's plan all along to cripple Western, you know, economies and then they're going to take over the world. And I'm like, all they're yeah. doing at the moment is pissing you, you off just thinking about yeah. it. Like. It's just, I love yeah. mysteries, people, don't worry. People do that though, because they've got nothing else to do. Yeah, but it's also, it's, it's you can see how people can formulate that. Yeah, easy. Yeah. When it's like, I'm an idiot, I don't understand science shit, but I saw James Bond a few times, I know what's going on, cunt. They can't, <laughs> they can't get one past old fucking bogan Jim Bob here. <laughs> yeah. And that's the problem, like, uh, I think... People put uh, often want to put a race onto these things, uh, or um, they want to put something quick onto it. Uh, oh yeah! And I think race race is a really big one to worry about right now. Is like, uh, for example, uh, Asian Americans. As soon as this happens, people all of a sudden are giving them shit. Mm, that's uh, Asian Americans, mm. and 
you look at that and you think to yourself, well, they didn't do it. This Correct. is like surely people remember Japanese internment camps yeah. after Pearl Harbor. Um, but immediately after the virus comes out, everyone's like, oh, fucking Asian Americans. Uh, and they're going around and they're, you know, even, you know, passively discriminating them, mm. uh, even though they're not in Wuhan. Yeah, uh, their family, their family's probably been in America for like a hundred years or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, and they're probably well, Japanese. They're probably yeah, they're probably Thai. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the other thing, right? It's like they just see any. They could be from bloody Burma for all you know, yeah. and and they're just. It's like my mom, and then all of a sudden, uh, <laughs> you know, people are discriminating yeah. them. I mean, um, listen, you see some guy driving around really poorly, you think he's Chinese. What can you do? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I mean, this is more fuel to that flame, you know. It's uh, and then in America, it's been pretty horrible how they've politicized it immediately. Yeah, I mean. For, they, they immediately turned on the World Health Organization. Do you think that was they wrong? Immediately turned. That was really wrong. Mm-hmm. That was that was the worst thing that could have happened from a policy perspective. So you think World uh, Health Organization have done good? They've always done good to for disease. I mean, you got to remember, like you're throwing the baby out with the bathwater. There, mm. um, the World Health Organization. Uh, basically, they're, they're, they're a group that have made huge contributions to cancer, HIV, uh, malaria, tuberculosis, malnutrition. Like, these are the real issues in the world in terms of disease. Now, coronavirus is a pretty recent thing that's happened. And maybe they struggled with their early response. No one truly knows right now. That's what you investigate for. Because the big and thing that then, that tr- that tr- that sort of not that Trump people will say is that the World Health Organization were saying January twenty first. They were still saying you can't catch it from human to human. They were saying that towards the end of Jan. They, that's the. I, yeah, I would take it with a grain of salt. Like a lot of their comments. Um, because a lot of their stuff is at, at the moment to protect his response that was slow, objectively slow. Trump's was slow. Um, uh, yeah, Trump's was extremely slow. So what happened was, sure, he keeps harping on about, I stopped people from China coming to America. Um, but what the facts are, uh, actually the, the virus that's in New York City, so my university at NYU has been sequencing the virus that comes into patients that's present in patients in New York. And in fact, the genetics of the virus that's in New York are from Europe. So uh, there is a a strain of virus is actually European that's in, that's permeated through New York. Mm. Um, Now in response to that report in the New York times, so the director of our genomics facility, Adriana Heggie here, publishes or releases information to the community saying, yeah, as much as we're giving Wuhan uh, the shit right now, um, it's the virus that we're getting is probably from Europe somewhere. Someone's come back from Italy or Spain um, potentially and it's spread around through no fault of their own. They probably just didn't know they had it. Yeah. And then it's caused this problem. So then what Trump does, they release this in the New York Times. Trump's first response is the standard. Everything's fake. 
New York Times is a hoax. Um, this is the classic Democrats trying to do it now. I know these people that sequence the virus. They're not. They don't have any um, political affiliation. Dog in the fight, yeah. really. They just want to get the fact out there that it. You know, you you can't blame everything on that. And if Trump's whole platform is I stop people from China getting here, well, that doesn't matter if it's come from Europe. Yeah. Uh, no, exactly. You know, and. That, that's proof that he just didn't act properly. There's a cool, um, and there's plenty of reasons. You would have seen it. It's been doing the rounds. There's that timeline of Trump where he's saying it's like mid Jan. He's like, yeah. He's like, what's going to happen is we're going to get one case, and then it's just going to like a miracle. Boom! It's just going to disappear. <laughs> yeah. And then in February, there's 15 people. Yeah. It's going to become zero. Exactly. Cheers. And then in February, February's like it's going to be gone like this. It's I just going to go. And the, the hotter weather, it's just going to go. The important. I was the first one to call it a fucking pandemic. The most <laughs> interesting thing there is the fact that he's the president, not actually yep. what he's saying, because he yes. he's an idiot. Mm. Like he's a moron. Like he's a moron. so. Yeah. The fact that he was voted into American, like to be the leader of America, is the more interesting fact there. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, and, and that there's a problem with this too, from a political point of view. There's there's this rallying around the flag concept well, that people relate a lot. to him. Uh, when, yep. Yeah, but and the rallying around the flag thing, yeah, that you're going to get on get into. America love doing that, and we're seeing a bit of it with Australia as well. You've got so many people telling us now. Scott Morrison's doing pretty good. Yeah. It's like he's doing he's doing the bare expected. Yes. He's doing the expected. Yes. He's doing what if you had someone that was a good um, like leader in one of these crises, they'd be doing. Better. They would be so active. Yeah, they would be in front of like the camera all the time, and they would be giving updates. But Trump, they yeah, but that's not that's not something because Trump's in front of the camera yeah, all the time. But. His ratings, but are he's best. not giving his ratings, updates. His he's ratings not, are the best. His ratings are better updates, than Bachelor. Though. But that's how that's. But if you're actually giving facts and giving real things for the public to to learn from, not just like, don't worry, we're on top of it. You know, we got this. Yeah. Like that's nothing. Yeah. Just because you're saying the same thing fifty times, that's not helping. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, Cuomo is the great example of that. So Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York, is very fact driven. He just puts up graphs and he says, all right, today we lost 800 people. Hospitalizations are dropping, but we're still losing a lot of people. That's usually a two-week lag from when they came in, mm-hmm. but we still have to stay away from one another. Mm-hmm. City's in lockdown. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I, can't, I can go to get groceries uh, and I can go to test people, which is in the building I live in. Mm. So I don't, it doesn't affect me. I can basically shut myself off from the world and it doesn't matter Cuomo but did a status he did a status about 12 hours ago or or something or 20 hours ago saying all New Yorkers have to wear gloves and masks when they leave the house yep he yeah did. so we all wear it like mm. I wear it everywhere so what, um, what are your thoughts on that because there's conflicting things about they don't help and they do help and as soon as you if they, you're wearing gloves help. is worse than actually having your hands because you can wash your hands you don't wash gloves Sure. The, the gloves thing, I mean, that's more recent. I think the mask is very good. Um, so what the mask is primarily designed to do is prevent, if you have it, from yeah. creating an aerosol that yeah. spreads. So it's not about stopping. Partially it's about stopping it coming in, but mostly it's about stopping it going out. Do they, um, do they stop being as useful after like an hour, two hours, or are they good 
pretty much. Yeah, the the best mask is called the N95, which has more persistent action. Mm. So it's designed for prolonged use. Yeah. Whereas, like, if I use cloth or a scarf or anything, uh, it probably isn't as effective. But yeah. still, it's something better than nothing. Something, better than yeah. nothing. And, that, and that's what's confusing people because you're wearing the mask, and and I've had this argument with people. They go, um, "Why wear it? It doesn't stop you from getting it." And it's like, yeah, that's yeah. what's confusing people. It's actually you're doing it for your other humans. You're doing yes. it to not infect other people in case you might have it. And that's a bit of a foreign topic for society. <laughs> Especially our society. These days. Like, yeah, I could agree hear, with that. Well, I, I don't know. It depends on what you um, watch. I think it depends on what you do on social media. It depends on all that sort of stuff. If you watch positive things, if you watch positivity based content you're going to see more positive content but if all you watch is fucking like pedestrian and fucking news.com.au mm. you're going to see rubbish and you're going to get negativity thrown at you all yep. the time and you're going to respond to that the same way that you always do which is like fear and fucking everyone else is to blame and you know look out for yourself yes. and this and that it's true i think um you know that this uh whole thing has made people I, ho I hope it humbles people a bit because we do have this attitude where it's like everyone is out to get me. I'm important. Mm. Uh, but this, this virus kills everyone, um, no matter who you are, mm. rich, poor, mostly poor, but uh, rich, poor, uh, mostly black, sometimes white. Uh, like this is the thing, right? Uh, but uh, it does kill people indiscriminately. And, uh, but the, I think the modern attitude is like, what can happen to me uh, and how can I protect me? Not mm. how can I protect everybody else? Yeah, that's why it's confusing people. But the also to that, like you say, you hope people will be humbled by it. But I think how we've seen by other things that have happened in the past, apart from probably 9-11, people just forget. Six months later, they, they haven't remembered that things have happened. This is a big one. And yeah, yes. it probably will, I'm, I'm, the effects of it will last for a lot longer because it is, has affected so much, so many people on such a large scale. But, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm really proud to be in New York during this mm. actually, like New York's a great place when it comes to this kind of stuff. They activated uh, intensely as it happened and people here know how to respond to a tragedy. Um, so, so just to kind of go from where we started, like how I got into this, the pathology department just said to scientists, hey, do you want to start testing people? Uh, we have this machine from Roche, who's a Swiss company that made this big machine. Uh, we need people to load the samples. So basically the doctors will swab people. Uh, they'll shove a swab in the back of their head. I got that. Um, put it in. Yeah, it's it, Did you? It, yeah, it I'll hurts. tell you about it. Yeah, I'll, I can tell go you go on Matt, I'll tell you about it later. <laughs> yeah, I do I have to do it to myself. Oh. Um and yeah, I just go into the bathroom and I don't even think about it anymore. I just it's kind of like how often do you have to jumping to Yeah, definitely. How often do you have to test yourself? How many you reckon? I've only done it once. Right. Um and I was negative. It was uh but yeah, it was kind of because I would be around people subsequently that I couldn't avoid. So I thought I may as well test myself, be sure that I'm not going to be a risk to them. Yep. Uh, but the 
department said to us, okay, we're going to send in patient samples from when people come in to the hospital. You'll test them. And we were getting, you know, a thousand a day, maybe, maybe if a bit less. Were you so able we're to test them all? Through all these, what's that? Were you able to test them all in that time? Yeah. Like you hear, uh, there's, you hear, got through about you hear there's a shortage of tests or, or whatever. They were rationing it at the start, mm. how many we could do. Uh, but now I feel like it's caught up, depending on which population you're testing. Uh, so we were testing first people that came into the hospital with symptoms or were sick. Mm-hmm. So when you ran the test, it basically you take the, the nasal swab, you put it into a tube, you load it into this machine and you wait for two hours and it's done. Mm. The whole test is done because what the machine does is it takes the, this virus contains something called RNA. So uh, you have DNA and then after that you transcribe it to RNA. The RNA then becomes the protein, which does the function of that gene. RNA is what the genome of this virus is. So what this machine does is it extracts the RNA, turns it into DNA, and then it tests for whether or not there's any virus DNA around in that sample. So that's the idea. What you're doing is you're saying, does this sample have virus in it? Mm. It doesn't tell you if you're immune to the virus. No. It just tells you when I took this swab, do you have it? Yeah. Um, So within two hours, you get that information. Mm. And I see it on the screen. I can see every result. Uh, And and it's it's automated? You don't have to force anything out to people? It's automated? I I have to release it to the doctors. So it's just one button. Okay. You just hit release and then it goes to wherever it came from. And, but I can see it before it happens. And when we were testing people who were, you know, sick, of course, 90% of them had coronavirus. Uh, So then what we started to do is test healthcare workers. So that's really important too. They're always exposed. Mm. Um, You want your workforce to be healthy. All of a sudden, we're seeing you know maybe fifty percent of healthcare workers had it. Uh, and that's where the positive, they're out of and, that, and, that, and that's where the collapse happens. I, I yeah. heard an analogy of it's like if a nurse gets it or a doctor gets it. That's not if you if you use a war analogy. That's not like you losing a soldier. That's like losing a a general. Like that's like losing yeah. an actual not just a footman. That's like an important piece of the mm-hmm. fucking puzzle. It really is. And that's what yeah. happened in Italy. That's- Limited people. Mm. Yeah. You don't want that one to come up pink. It comes up pink, positive, positive. There's two tests that runs. And uh, so, you know, you see that. And now we're testing cops, firefighters, um, basically not the general population. Um, but what we have here is like basically all the first responders we test uh, all the time. And that's what my job is now. It's basically to take these samples. You go into a hood, you have live virus, you transfer it across. Um, so you, you, you're right there with the virus. You know that some of these have it. Mm. Um, I wouldn't say I'm like shaking and scared every time I do it. No way. Uh, it's just my, I've been doing this kind of stuff for years with other types of samples. You're just conscious so, of it. Well, you've got protection on as well anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah, we have protection. The problem there was that the masks were not coming in fast enough. So we were actually reusing our face masks. Yeah. That's not good. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
they're slowly building a stockpile of masks. We can reuse them. Uh, it's not ideal, but we do it. Uh, the rest of the protection is good and we're using uh, hoods that protect us from, you know, exposing ourselves to aerosol from the sample. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, there's always a risk. You go into this job knowing there's a risk oh, yeah. that you're going to get it. But I didn't, to be honest, like per, on a personal note, there was a Thursday where Governor Cuomo said, all right, New York, you're locked, you're, you're shut down. Um and you got to have to go into your apartment and sit there. The thought of sitting down for an extended period of time for me was a disaster. Yeah, yeah. Mm, I, yeah. I, Marty's known me since I was a kid, and I don't think I've ever sat down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I was a bit kind of all over the place. Um, yeah. And so the idea of it was psychologically really scary to me is just being uh, – I'm like by myself sitting there and actually only a month before it all happened. This is very personal, but uh, it was like, uh, I don't, I don't mind sharing it now. Um, about a month before it happened, I've been having all these troubles with uh, like just my behavior. I was like really going off the rails all the time and just very distant from people and all this. And, you know, I went, I got assessed for it and they're like, oh, you have like traits of obsessive compulsive disorder. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, <laughs> and actually my best friend at the time took me to get ramen up the street. And it was kind of his way to just ask me about my behavior. And it was really good because yeah. I knew it was happening, but I never spoke to anyone. So I was kind of coming to grips with this uh diagnosis if you will and then coronavirus started and they're going to tell me all right you're going to lose all the structure that you had in your life and immediately stay, stay at home yep yep stay at home mm. so i was like fuck um what am i going to do i get the offer to do the volunteering and it actually worked really well for me because i had this structure now in my life where i can sign up to something know it's coming and your mind's and active. stimulate myself yeah exactly yeah and i can't I just don't have the ability to sit around at home and watch Tiger King. Yeah. Like it's not. <laughs> no, a, a lot of people are, a lot of people are struggling with that. Um, I am uh, a bit similar in that I'm not as clever as you, but I'm also like, I can't stay. I like being home, but I can't stay home. And I got the little mm. Corona test because I came in contact with someone who had it. Um, yeah. About three weeks ago, I got told by someone that I've been close with that they tested positive here in, in Melbourne. So I, me and Julia did the right thing and like isolated for two weeks and I was working from home. But after like a week, after like eight days of working from home, I was like not getting- Starting to get loopy. Yeah. Not, I, would I was not getting depression, nothing like that. But I was like, fuck this. I can't stay here any yeah. longer. It, it, when your mind isn't- but in, I was, I was still working. Yeah, it but, wasn't but that. It's it was not just in that, like this regularity though. It was just that you, you, you're just stuck you're and you go from it. the bedroom. You're to aware your, of it. Yeah. If, if, if you're in normal life, you don't have that awareness of you're in normal life. You just are living sure. where in your, if you're not in something that's normal, you're thinking about that. This is not normal right now. Also I'm goal orientated 
in that it's like, oh, I've got to go to work, damn it. But once you do your eight hours or whatever at work, you're going to come home and you're going to fucking play the new Doom game. Whereas when I was home, yep. I was like, I was always home. There was nothing to yeah. look forward yes. to because I'm I'm at the place yep. I usually look forward to that. being. You know what I'm saying? Well, then, yeah. It's, it's, hard, it's hard to have the engine on idle, I think. And what happened to me was I used this time we were finishing a publication, uh, myself and this guy Igor in the lab, and we were working together to finish this paper that we'd been writing for four years. Um, then I had this grant that I have to write to get a job after this job. Then the coronavirus testing. So I created structure in my life again. Mm. And a lot of it's based around testing for coronavirus. Now I go into that lab. I can socialize with great people. Um, you know, there was, there's a supervisor in there, Jin Heeb who's from South Korea. She's amazing. Mm. Just the most giving, kind person. Because what and else then, would you have done if you had have said no to that opportunity? Right. I don't even know. Yeah. I would have uh, become a porn addict. Um, I don't know. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like Pornhub is chilling at the moment. Job-wise, job though, because the place that you were working is that, shut down that's the place that you're working at now right they've just transferred yeah, so, it's just completely yeah changed so the leukemia work goes on the back burner now yeah yeah which is interesting just, in itself i think it's tough yeah it's like a psychologically for the field it's like we used to be the there was an article in this new journal called nature cancer and one of the people wrote an editorial saying you know what this means for the future of cancer research Sets and what back. I took from it, it, what's that? Sets it back. Yeah, it, sets it, it does. It basically said like we were a priority research field um, before this. And then as should be expected, like the field shifted to coronavirus. Uh, the journal started to publish pretty, it's like a lot of bad articles, some good ones, like some really good ones on coronavirus. Uh, but very quickly. So everyone's focus shifted toward coronavirus, mm. which is good. It has to happen. But it meant that clinical trials for cancer patients stopped. Um, it meant that research for cancer stops. And these are experiments that can take years. And all the other thing on that, I have them. a question on that. Does Do the papers that people normally write about these subjects wouldn't normally be done in that short amount of time? Or are there... Their papers that people knock out pretty quickly. Yeah, no, they're they're, they're I think there's a lot more leeway in journals now to get them out. Yeah, because Which could be problematic. Very problematic. Like. Yeah, so there's definitely some great ones like uh, in Nature and Science, the journals. There's been publications where they've actually solved the protein structure of what's called the spike protein. That's the protein on the surface of the virus that interacts with its host cell uh, to allow it to attach and enter the cell. So coronavirus has something on its surface called a spike protein, and it interacts with a protein on host cells like lung cells uh, and maybe some white blood cells called ACE2, so A-C-E2. What they did a lot of groups now have actually solved the structure of that interaction between the virus and the host cell. And that opens up a ton of possibilities for making therapeutics 
that hit that interaction, so mm-hmm. inhibit it, uh, or vaccine design. You know what is unique about coronavirus now. You can make vaccines. Mm. Uh, and that's been a huge advantage of pumping out these papers quickly. Mm. And to China's credit, when this came out and they knew this was going around, they sent the sequence of coronavirus very quickly mm. to people. And to so people could study it. it. Yeah. Yeah. It was released. The scientists there did a great job in releasing it. So, you know, we get caught up in the politics of it. Yeah, because media. Scientific, yeah, and it's like media don't want to talk about are, good things. <laughs> they fucking yeah. It's it's easy to rip people apart, but you don't celebrate the fact that the sequence was released quickly or that people are solving the structure very quickly. Which is weird. Uh, it's I, you know, you always. I always. I've, I'm pretty sure I've said it on the podcast before. I wish that the news did have more of that sort of stuff, but I know that it's not interesting to the majority of idiots in the world. Yeah. They're like, fuck, fuck all this smart shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. but it yeah, would be good like, to hear we're, we're stuff not- like that. I mean, I'm sure there's shit that I can tune into that I choose not to as well, but mm. yeah. Anyway. I, I agree. I think it's not sexy. Uh, what we do potentially isn't sexy. It's such a long game a, a lot of the time. So for example, like, Oh, we've solved the structure of coronavirus this could form the basis of a vaccine. The next question is, why don't they have a vaccine already? Vaccines take eighteen months to make. Do you? It's it's not. This is one of our sort of questions. It, will there be a vaccine though? Yeah, there will yeah, be. There will be a vaccine. So already, there's so many companies, including University of Queensland's one of them. Um, but there's a lot of companies in America and around the world that are using different techniques to make a vaccine. So there's some techniques where they use these protein structures that we know to design uh, things that would form an immune response against the virus. Because dipshits, they deliver. Dipshits like dipshits like me are hearing things like there won't ever be a vaccine. No, I mean that's the vaccines can happen. Um, and now the platforms have opened up to get them into clinical trials quicker. Uh, that's one thing that a lot of the FDA are doing is once people have the ability to make a good candidate, they can get it into an early clinical trial faster. Now that's not going to change the timeline over dramatically. They, Maybe still, say it goes eight, they from- still say like 18 months. And I think that's, that seems dreaming. And will will there be a thing where it's like the flu exists forever, right? There's no like yep. cure for it. There's just like you you get better if you get better, and there's things that you can help. Is that going to happen with the coronavirus? Is that there's gonna some be idea that it's going to be a seasonal virus potentially? Yeah, and like the flu, you get a flu vaccine, and um, every year you might there's a possibility that we get the coronavirus vaccine mm. uh, every year. So it's definitely a possibility, but right now the immediate clinical trials and NYU itself has about 16, I think, clinical trials going right now. Um, it's like how do we treat the symptoms right now? Because uh, will it, will, will it morph into something else like the flu does? Yeah, it's possible. You see from the genetics that it does drift a bit genetically. Um, One thing for sure is like drug-resistant strains, uh, if they're going to emerge. So say we find a drug 
that inhibits the coronavirus some way. Uh, are we going to select for a strain of the coronavirus that overcomes that drug? Um, is that going to be knows? more deadly or is it going to be pretty tame in comparison? Uh, usually they're probably more deadly because the, the option that we use in the clinic would be ineffective. But so, less people will get but, it because more people are taking vaccines. Well, the vaccine would just stop it really in its tracks if it was an effective vaccine, much like smallpox polio. Um, and polio. Yeah, but, but I, I chatted to a woman named Karen who lives in Kew and um, <laughs> she thinks that the polio vaccine is a bunch of fucking horseshit. So what do you think about that? Well, everyone's Matt? got autism from it, but aside from that. <laughs> I mean, that, that's, that's so it. frustrating. Like. I'm yeah. I'm not all for I'm not for banning people to for do anything, but I think if you have kids and you don't vaccinate them, the kids should be taken off you. Is that fair? <laughs> they don't let kids in school if you don't vaccinate. We've got them. that here too. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you're not which allowed is, in, in. Which is great. It is. I mean, that many. Fucking... I talk. I talked to someone. I was so angry about that. Yeah, I talked to someone um, who's a friend of a friend, and he like he was talking to about someone that didn't allow their kids to have vaccines. Mm. And the guy, I I met the guy, I didn't know it was him when I met him. And I was like, that guy was weird as fuck. But like, I've, I've had the chat. And I'm like, <laughs> why is he procreating? Jesus exactly. It's, it's, unf- it's, it's not right. Because, but I've had chats with people who are like sort anti-vax essentially. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, but all the really smart science bitches that I know in my life, they're all like, get vaccinated. Yeah. You know, like, uh, like Yara, like, you know, She's like, get vaccinated. Matt, yeah, of course. Get of course. Like, but, but, but but this person did her research while on the shitter on Facebook. Correct. So but, who's who's yeah, smarter, Stu? Yeah. Yeah. And, and good. They make that decision once in their life, whereas everyone else keeps learning. So good the on them. The problem is with they're, their, their decision like, af- affects other children. Yes, but they also yeah. make those sorts of decisions about other things in their life and, then, and their yeah. quality of life isn't as good. So don't worry. <laughs> so you felt like, you know, you look at the leadership to, uh, you know, Trump said, oh, it's like giving a vaccine is like giving a, they give a man you'd give to a horse and all this. So yeah. he's already yeah. raising the profile of these anti-vaxxers. Yeah, I know. Um, when the coronavirus comes out, people will be itching for it. The, the vaccine. Because, they, yeah, they don't want this anymore. They're, even the people who are not vaccinating their kids against things that they really have to for the safety of other children. Mm. I bet your bottom dollar that they're going to turn around and say, get me that coronavirus vaccine. I don't want this. You are. Uh, because it's shut down. I, I think you're overestimating fucking idiots. Idiots, yeah. I agree. I hope. I already know people who are like, this is bullshit. This is media bullshit. So, yeah. Sharon, how do you see through the bullshit? How are you so clever? <laughs> yeah, I know a few well, con- that's the conspiracy theories. It's like a platform. Yeah, it's like the a lot of media platforms give, they want to be even-handed. So what they do is they give the scientific opinion for climate change, for example. They get Bill Nye on here and he says climate change is a man-made, man-made phenomenon and it has to stop or the world's going to fall apart, which is 99% of scientists agree. Then they're like, Jim from South Dakota, um, you live in a bunker under the ground and you think that the UN are in your backyard all the time. What do you think of climate change? Yeah. It's fucking so, cold where I am, so. 
<laughs> yeah, it's, and they say things like that. Well, I mean, it snowed the other day. Uh, yeah. That's not what climate change means. And I think when you try to be even-handed like that in the media, which I, I understand giving everyone a voice. No, but, I don't. But, like, there's the point of everyone says it's my First Amendment right here to say these things. You do have freedom of speech here, but you're not freedom of speech without consequence. I should be able to rip the shit out of you. Yeah, if but you, you are. You are able to. You are able but to. But the problem is then I'm considered a snobby scientist. Don't worry about who it. Is a no- don't worry yeah, about it. I don't the wor- reason why yeah, you need to no, worry. no, but no. See, the reason why you need to worry about it is because that's where the disconnect is coming from. It's because this yeah. information and education isn't being communicated properly to idiots. No, but don't worry about what the idiots think. But you've got to get them on your side. Like, okay, you say that, but I'm having this chat with someone who went when uh, idiots vote liberal, idiots vote liberal, idiots vote liberal. It's like, okay, well, if they're idiots, if they're really idiots, then you as some smart person, you must be able to manipulate an idiot. Yeah. So but, that's yeah. that. You can't no, just but, write it off to idiot. It's, it's an element I of idiot. One, which, well... How well they relate to people, like, I feel scientists are presented like we all went to Harvard straight away and uh, therefore we're above people. But I also think that um, society prevails in the end, good or bad. And we are seeing, and we've talked about it before, that, you know, prior to coronavirus, we are in the best time that we've ever been in. And we will continue to be so because society always prevails and history shows that, you, that society learns from bad things, and I hope so. hopefully, well, it does. Yeah. It, it sort does. of does, but it sort of doesn't. No, you, there's, I'm sure there's a there's a billion yeah. proverbs of this in the Bible and all over religious things about before you the forget, internet. Yeah, no, no, I'm just in general. I'm saying it's like you, Matt. Listen to me. <laughs> Have I ever told you the story about the grasshopper and the octopus? <laughs> All all winter, the grasshopper was collecting acorns. All summer, the grasshopper was collecting acorns for the winter. You've been watching something that I watched recently as well. (laughs) Well, Which which grasshoppers notoriously eat is acorns. Yes, and it was gathering it all for the winter while the octopus was just mooching off his girlfriend and playing video games all day. And then winter came, the grasshopper died, and the octopus ate all his acorns. Acons. The lesson. The lesson. <laughs> he ate all the rappers. Wait, do work. Yeah, no, that's a joke from Futurama. But my point is, is that no, people forget. They do. You touched on it before. It's like, yeah, they this forget. coronavirus is really bad. But in two years' time, it won't be. So fuck it. No. Get rid of all the pandemic. Yeah, but that's issues. two different things that I'm talking about. One, one is that people forget about um, how sensitive we are right now about coronavirus. That they will forget that once we've solved it. And they will forget that this was such a weird time. Maybe less so because this is such a different thing, but everything else, like, you know, you see like if not to like say anything bad about people that help people in the bushfires and stuff like that, but we're not talking about that now because of this. But even if this didn't happen, we probably wouldn't be talking about bushfires right now. The only because reason we- why you're kind of wrong a little bit is because I was in the news that there's a the bushfire royal commission is happening right now, and that is in the news. I do get but your point. I, you know I, what I mean? Society I, though, yeah, yeah. that's that's a commission. Society does latch on to the here and now. Um, yeah. I mean, I think though a lot of it, like America is a great example. Donald Trump. Uh, is the first impeached president in a while. 
Uh, he had led the longest government shutdown in American history for nothing. Uh, he was investigated for ties with Russia. Uh, he, he's done so many bad things and we've all forgotten right now because we're putting him under the microscope for the idiotic things that he's saying right now. Yeah. You forget about the past. Uh, Scott Morrison, on the other hand, has gone the other way. He responded poorly to bushfires and a lot of people lost a lot of things and he went to Hawaii. Mm -hmm. uh, and then what happens is... Uh, I actually met Scott Morrison too, by the way. That's another story in itself. Uh, but uh, and it was it was scary. And then what happened? Was, but now coronavirus has hit, and he's done. He's actually watched the rest of the world, and Australia doesn't have many cases. Yeah. So Scott Morrison now is looking like a bloody legend. Well, him, is, uh, him, is, him is, and his group is it from are, are Americans looking at Australia and thinking they're doing a good job. Americans looking at America and thinking about America. Yeah, you're right. What Sorry, I was going to apologize. What I was going to say there is um, <laughs> the the group dynamic of Parliament in Australia is different to America, though. You know, the president yeah. has a lot more status than the prime minister does, and that's the shame of it. Like I, you know, it's sort of interesting to look throughout history at leadership and how it in crises. So, for example. Like World War II is a great example. Uh, Neville Chamberlain in England was saying, oh, this Hitler guy's all right, and actually signed a peace deal between the United Kingdom and Germany. Yeah, that lasted in a while. The, like, yeah, in the late 30s. And then all of a sudden, Germany expanded to Czechoslovakia and then Poland, uh, and they declare war at that point. So they trusted them too much. And you bring in a different type of leader, Churchill, who is historically questionable, but at that point in time, he's the perfect leader. Yeah. He's aggressive. Mm. He doesn't accept the lies from Germany mm. and he responds really well. Because Churchill FDR, was, sorry, mate, talk about FDR in a second, but yeah, with Churchill, he he was the perfect person for England in World War II and he was a hero. And then he was kicked out of parliament. He was kicked out like yeah, three years a, after. He's a, <laughs> He's a rough bloke. Like he's a, in terms of just in peacetime, he's not the guy you want. Correct. Um, mm. But in wartime, FDR, on the other hand, in the late thirties, early forties, he's going for re-election, and he runs on the fact that your kids aren't going to go to war. We're not going to engage in this war in Europe. Pearl Harbor happens. He has to galvanize the country, but it was a political move not to go to war. Mm. Trump is a classic politician. He doesn't care about people he cares about being re-elected he cares about all these things and the result of that is that he didn't respond well to a crisis he was too busy worrying about the politics of it trying to make it out like the democrats were using this coronavirus to bring him down uh and then not building hospitals not building ventilators all these things mm. and what we really needed now was someone who put that aside and just said, okay, this thing could be coming. Yeah, forget and politics. Shut down. Now. But you, you, if you, you're, if you, that will never I'm happen. I'm dreaming. Yeah, you, that'll yeah. never happen even in America. Even if a Democrat was in, even if a Democrat was in, there would be some pushback to that kind of action. But it would have. But the, at Demo least the Democrat, slightly with, less. Yeah, sorry. Without getting too political, the Democrats are not 
heroic in this at all. They're just as bad. There's footage of Pelosi and there's footage of Cuomo in February saying, all good, all good, all good. Pelosi Pelosi was in Chinatown at the end of February saying, nah, we're sweet. Everything's good here. They get handed down from there. They're the bosses. I don't know. Well, what I think there is like they started to bring in, I mean, I don't know a lot of those stories that well. I hear Trump talking about them, um, especially the Pelosi Chinatown one, but he has a tendency to overblow what they're saying. What I think would happen though is like a more of a, with the leaders that are seasoned politicians, like, you know, say for example, a Bernie Sanders or a Joe Biden or someone like this, um, they'd probably be more inclined to actually listen to scientists that were saying, well, this thing's coming and it could be very bad. I think Sanders, uh, whereas but, but I would disagree with Biden because you, America... Actually, Biden, Biden was part of the SARS response and that didn't didn't kill a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that was down to how they responded to SARS, which was a coronavirus. Yeah. Um, so I, I they just, did well with SARS. With, with the current Biden then, Trump in like the elections in November, if it's if, if it happens, Trump's going to win in a landslide, in an absolute landslide. You know, I think the way that he loses is if uh, they allow mail-in voting, so you can mail stuff in. Maybe, um, maybe because because the way that the electoral system is built here is that you vote in a weekday yeah, when on, on most minorities yeah. have to work. Yeah, most uh, minorities you can't are, just take work. Most friggin' yeah, working class people. Yeah, yeah. So I think uh, if and Biden gets that vote, he gets that mm, vote because he's got Barack Obama there, who is the hero of the Democratic Party. Yeah. And um, but I mean, back we'll get, to Corona we'll, though. I we'll because yeah, think, we'll we'll move on because we'll get stuck on that because yeah, I, I, I go silent when it gets yeah, too much fucking we'll, politics. We'll move on on that because yeah, we'll get stuck. You, because I, I know you had questions actually. So, yeah. All right. First um, question. You want to rip them up? Okay. Yeah. yeah. First question comes from a really panicked person. Really panicked. His name's Peter. You know, you might know him. You're related to him. Uh, he's your brother. Um, he's, he's my brother. Yes. He, he had a really important question that he wanted answered immediately. Do you know where the remote is? <laughs> well, oh, God. Remember that episode of Simpsons? But do you yeah. remember where the remote is? Did you check your pocket? It's in my pocket. <laughs> All right. Next question. Thank you, Peter. Yeah. Next question comes from someone on Twitter. They asked. Bassy. Yeah. This is a fucking dumb question. <laughs> Do you guys still drink Coronas on Friday nights after <laughs> testing Corona? <laughs> Everyone's an alcoholic now. I know that. Yeah. Um, they, um, I, I wonder what when, Corona sales. Well, when it first happened... When it first happened, their shares, they lost like 1.25 million in sales in like a week. <laughs> there was a picture I saw. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, there was a picture I saw of em- empty pallet of beer, empty pallet, empty Actually, pallet. that's not much. And then, point two, might have been billion. Anyway. Might have been a lot. And then Corona, the Corona beers were still all there. Yeah. It's like, fuck, people are fucking Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. They done. got a rebadge after this. Yeah, they, they got do. a rebadge. What would they call it? What would they call it? Just sex in a boat because <laughs> it's fucking mid-water. <laughs> the most delicious beer ever. Oh, that's a good joke, man. That's shit. Um, okay. Thanks. A couple of these we've already touched on, but this one's, what do you think, like, what do you say slash think 
when people say, oh, it's just like the flu? Uh, I mean, there was a time uh, where that was like the, I think, defense mechanism of a lot of us uh, at the very start. We're like, this will become a seasonal thing. And the mortality rate looks high because it's who's reported. Um, right now, there's no excuse to say it's like the flu. It's, it, because it's nothing um, like the flu or it's sort of like the flu? If you hear about the what people go through during... Uh, in, and we're not talking about 70-year-olds. We're talking about 30-year-olds. Mm, like feeling like they're drowning or whatever. It is, it is a nightmare. Mm. It is. Uh, it sounds just terrible. There's a piece I read in the New York Times yesterday and it was talking to nurses. So, like, people are just drowning to death, essentially, and they're feverish and delirium and all these things beyond your standard flu. Mm. And another problem mm. is... Um, the dead. So you can't, when you're about to die, usually you're allowed to have your family around yeah, you. You're on it's your like own. a human life. Mm. Now you're on your own. And these nurses and doctors in New York are basically having a moment of silence when the death happens around the body. And then they just have to keep working. Mm. And so like on another point, there's two points I want to make here about New York. It's like, the amount of trauma that this will cause people who are first responders. People talk about heroes, right? And they throw that term around a lot. Like, um, you know, I, I think it's really relevant to the doctors and the nurses because they have to watch so many people die. Now, oh, yeah. that is like a wartime. That's like a, that's a war. Mm. Well, I've point. seen that, and, that um, footage of the, um, I think it was the Chinese doctor and he was like working on them and he was like losing his marbles, like yeah. just out of pure like frustration of not being able to help and just seeing so many people die. It was like, it was full on to watch. Like It is. And, and it's like you're helpless to it because the treatments aren't quite there yet. Mm. Um, and you're just keeping people, you're just trying to get them through it mm. every night at 7 p.m. It, I don't know if it, you saw this video, uh, but outside my building where I live, firefighters will just line up and start clapping our building <laughs> because the emergency room is right underneath where I live. Mm. And um, and it's it's really important that these people are recognised because so that's when people say it's like the flu. You tell tell a doctor that has to deal with. 200 people dying a day in their ER that it's like the flu. Mm. Um, and, and we'll see what you think then. But Definitely. everyone's allowed to make that call. It's frustrating. I think another thing I want to bring up is the army in America. So they're really good um, when it comes to this stuff, the engineers in the military and deploying. And I live on First Avenue and 30th Street. That's where the hospital NYU Langone is. And they shut off a street. They put up this big green wall on one of the streets. And behind it is just refrigerator trucks of bodies. It's like you know it. Like mm. they're just there and there's military guys there. And it's like, it's, it's unbelievable. Like you don't think about mass body trucks. Mm. These, this uh, day and but, age, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, I don't remember a flu doing that. Correct. Uh, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I mean, the Spanish flu maybe, but uh, but I wasn't around in 1918. No, but I was, having, I was saying this to people early on. I was, saying to, I was saying it to people early February when they were saying it's just like the flu. 
And I remember saying back then that, okay, let's say you're right and it's just like the flu. We're still going to have the flu though. Like this is this is on top of that, you know. So yes. if, if hospitals are struggling now, it's like you're going to double the problem with another yep. flu if you want to say it's like the flu. So it's still something to fucking worry about. <laughs> that's pe- that's my, people's my way of dealing with it and trying to... What's the word? Com- comprehend something that they can't. Compartmentalize. Compartmentalize. Yeah. That that just means to separate. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, just put it in a box. It's the flu. There's the you box. Yes, from it but they don't understand. It's what like, saying. you know, but I remember there was a time um, where I was lining up to see this music show with my best mate Sam and my best mate Tony. The three of us all hang out, and they're both microbiologists. And uh, I'm the only one that's not smart enough to be a microbiologist <laughs> because they're, they're crazy smart. And um, we're standing there and Sam was pretty distressed by it, I remember. Uh, and I remember I was more dismissive of it in that time. This is probably late January. Mm. Um, I was fairly dismissive of Sam um, saying like, but I wasn't saying that it was a the disease wasn't important. I was just saying there's only so much we can do, i.e. wash your hands, um, you know, do all the things that you're told to do, but there's no point in panicking about it because we can only do what we can do. However, I would admit that amongst the his, his genuine concern for it, I probably wasn't um, empathetic enough to him at that point in time. We all have our way to deal with it. Now, I never say that it's not important I, I would never go around saying, oh, this thing is just some hoax or all this. But at the same time, my attitude generally toward it is like, personally, I can wash my hands, I can wear a mask, I can test people. What else can I do? And that, well, that, uh, that and was what I was going to say is like, if you are doing your bit, then there's, then there's you know, apart from being empathetic yeah. towards your friend, that's fine. But every, like, you're okay because you deal with it differently than he does. So yep. there's no reason for you to be frustrated with yourself or anything like that either yep. because you've dealt with it that way as well. So everyone deals with it differently. As long as you are doing your bit and not, um, you know, intentionally hanging out with like 10 people on a Friday night because yep. it's the end of the week or whatever, you know, what, what else, what can, else can you do? Like what I would agree with you. Yeah. And when I got the idea to sign up, it was kind of like, in a way, it reminded me of in when we were at school, we'd always learn about, did you read Soldier Boy? Did you have to read that? No. Nah. No. When no, you were at school? No. It's a World War One. It's a Gallipoli-based uh, book. Mm. And it reminded me, and you always hear these stories, like, oh, all the kids in Australia wanted to go on an adventure. Yeah. And yeah. they didn't realise they were going to get over yeah. to Turkey and have to shoot a bunch of people. Or be dead immediately, and, um, yeah. Yeah, and I, I felt more like that. I was like the testing is kind of like I'm going to jump on, jump in on this interesting mm. time. It's like a bit oh, of yeah. an adventure like people mm. are going to be. And I didn't think about it as like, oh, shit, like there's a virus everywhere and I could get it. Um, I, and I still don't. I, I'm, I know the risk. I take all the precautions. But for me, it's just a way to keep stimulated and do use a skill that I've obtained over yeah. time. You're not helping. And also I was thinking when like when you're 50 and I'm 54, I think I'm about four years older than you, um, you'll be like, 
Oh, yeah. I was in New York when this pandemic was happening. Like, that's pretty sweet. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty exciting, yeah. yeah. I mean... Like, I the, was there. As, oh, were you? Yeah, I was there. Yeah, it's um, as terrible as it is. Like, you, you're a part of history in a way. Yeah. Like, in, in terms of you watching it unfold. Um, but, yeah, I mean, psychologically for the city, it's been interesting. I wonder how people are going to come out of it. I hope... Mm. Like, every time we're testing... So I have a friend, Latia, and she's like really funny, very, like she's just always bubbly and great to work next to because we're just, we're just aliquoting stuff from one tube to another. And you just, (laughs) oh, aliquot means like just transferring a volume of a liquid from one place to another. Um, And and so Latia and I and Jin He, who's supervising, um, We'll just talk about like what we're going to do that night, like uh, what we're going to eat yeah, yeah, yeah. or we just talk about life things and, yeah. then, and then like having a huge party after it's all done. Oh, yeah. All we the, ever talk about the is first like beer, how smashed we're gonna The first beer at somewhere outside of your home is going to be the best beer you've ever had. I know, but I had, this, I had this fight. <laughs> I knew you would have a problem with I had this, this fight with Husey because Husey's like – Oh man, in 2021, we're gonna fucking hang out all the time, have parties all the time. Like I can't. In, no, 20, in 2021, you're gonna be playing League of Legends yeah, like you've done every day, of your, every day of your life I for thought, the last 10 years. I thought the way that you were gonna to react to that is, I don't hang out with people now that I don't want to hang out with. Why would I want to do it then? Nah, I am looking forward to karaoke. I cannot wait to sing. Kar- yeah. Oi, Matt, remember when me and you sung Space Oddity? Do you remember that? I remember oh, that. so good. That was that. so good. People clapped us. People were like, fucking well done. We're like, yeah, what can you do? How drunk were yeah. you? Not even, I remember. Oh, okay. Uh, we, we, we were sober as judges. We killed we it. We were doing it just out of the passion for the song. Out of, exactly. Out of the uh, kindness of your heart to the public. Um, all right. A, cu- a cu- 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 couple of, yeah, I mean, I've got a hundred other questions. So, um, how, lo- how long Sorry, have you got? Do you want to rapid fire? Yeah. As yeah. long as you want, mate. I'm, I'm good. Yeah, no, we're good. We're good too. Um, well, this one, I mean, most of them we've already touched on, but uh, the... Uh, cool. No, no, I'm just trying to make sure I read it right. The whole thing about does it only affect old people? Is that something Wrong. that... Yeah, so... Maybe expand on that then. No, no, it's like you, you sort of get told that young people have nothing to worry about. Is that generally the but case? I don't think that anyone's ever said that. No, who said I think that? Was, That's what the public there was time, correlates. Yeah, so most of the mortality, yeah, it's in people fifty and above. So like over ninety percent of the deaths, and that have prior conditions. Yep, because like, aging, like heart your lung issues, therapy, lung issues. Yeah, you smoked your whole life. Yeah. You you had diabetes. You have immunosuppressants. So you, for example, like people, you, like if you got coronavirus, like you are not you personally, you're not worried about dying from coronavirus. Um, no, I'm personally not, but that's my own, like, I think for me personally, I'm the best person to be testing this because I live by myself. I live in the hospital where the testing happens. Um, and I'm not in constant interaction with people. Those criteria make me the ideal person to do this because mm. I, and I'm young, no I'm ki- young and healthy. No kids yet. and um, stuff. No kids. Like I'm not bringing it home to people. I'm not, I don't have to travel a long way to do it, uh, the testing, but it does affect young people and 
it like if you hear the way that young people who are very sick feel it's like getting hit by a truck mm. um, that, that, that's the other thing i wanted to say i heard this little thing you tell me if it's sort of wrong is that when someone gets the flu and they put they get put on a ventilator they probably end up surviving whereas this if you've got coronavirus and you get put on a ventilator you're probably going to die yeah the ventilator is like a you know they're saying the 20 Cuomo said that 20% of people that go on go off successfully get off a right. ventilator so 80% mm. people on ventilators die yeah yeah whereas um, in the and, in the with the flu that's gen, that's not the case i think uh, yeah i'm not sure about the flu i can't really comment on that but i know that the ventilator is like a last resort um, you're just trying to get as much oxygen in the lung as you can at that point but you know, the air sacs in your lung can be so scarred or there can be so much inflammation in the lung at that point that you're kind of flogging a dead horse in a way. Um, it's like you don't really, you're just trying to keep them alive. Um, but yeah, at that prolonging, point, a lot of people are not the inevitable. Yeah. But there's a new treatment actually that people are using to, um, well, trialing, which is one of many, but it's this plasma infusion treatment. So have you heard of this? Star Wars. <laughs> so um, I don't know why I said, have you heard of this? Like I was like, Jay <laughs> have, you this? have you heard of this? <laughs> have you seen this? <laughs> What's that from? <laughs> Jimmy, South Park. Have you seen this? Have you heard of this? <laughs> yeah. Wow, what a great audience. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so what happened was um, if someone has coronavirus recovers, they're recruiting people now to donate blood because their blood has antibodies that can neutralize coronavirus theoretically. Is and the, what they so do is they take the, the antibodies is from having it coronavirus once before. Yeah, so your immune system recognized coronavirus, it killed it, it cleared the coronavirus, and then it formed a pool of what are called B cells, um, and B cells make antibodies. So it had a pool of B cells that now produce antibodies specifically targeting coronavirus. So that in theory, the next time you get coronavirus, you have antibodies circulating in your body that are trained to recognize this uh, hit when uh, it happens. Uh, and then you mount an immune response quicker because before that, when you've never seen the virus, yeah, you don't have this recognition. But not doesn't your body tell you? Doesn't the cells in your body tell it to fight it in yep. allowing it first and then fighting it? Is that right? Yeah. Or, or so it attaches to its cells people, or something like that. Yeah, it's like it's a form of selection. Um, so what it means is you have body, the cells in your body recognize a whole bunch of random uh, sequences that aren't your own tissue and they don't, they've never seen this thing before. So they're generated to basically recognize a bunch of random stuff. Then when you have a bacteria or virus invade your body, there's a selection process where that thing is causing damage in your lungs or whatever, and immune cells come in, and then they're basically all being having a shot at seeing if they can recognize this thing. Uh, and eventually, well, it actually happens in other organs, but eventually a cell that can recognize it will be selected for it grows expands and then it clears the the um, infection so that's sort of what and comes, then sorry mate so that's what sort of comes yeah. to one of the questions here about can you get it twice 
you can get it twice, but the if your immunity the your is good, so you've trained. Different. Yeah, it's like if you've got a trained immunity toward it and you get it a second time, the theory is that you'll clear it quicker because you've already encountered this uh, insult before. So you know what to do now. Mm. You've, uh, you've, your immune system has been primed for that. Yeah, um, the cells are recognised. Yeah. And actually in Melbourne, the Nobel Prize for that theory came out of Melbourne uh, from McFarlane Burnett. Um, so cheers, Melbourne. Yeah. That's, that's pretty. Yeah. We're pretty bloody good, mate. We're pretty <laughs> bloody good. Um, <laughs> fuck this New York shit. Yeah. So... So that's sort of, if there was to be a vaccination, that's sort of where it would come from. Yeah, so the vaccine would be designed around getting an immune response that is enduring for your life. So it trains your body without causing all the symptoms of coronavirus. It allows your body to recognise parts of the virus for future infections. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, reinfection, they don't really know just how well the immunity from the first infection. They've said that some people have had it twice, haven't they? Yeah. Sometimes it's actually a false positive the first time. Oh, yeah. So okay. the test said positive when it wasn't. So inconclusive. For whatever reason. Yeah. And then they actually get it for the first time. Right, right, right. Uh, and Because, yeah, think how can you get something time. that – can you – with any sickness, can you get something that quick twice in such a short time? Or? You can, yeah. Like, say, like you're in a community where it's always around, and you you've just it just happens to be that you hit it twice. Right. Um, if you, it just happens. Like, mm. I don't know. We're not at a point now where we can say, "Oh, the immune response that's been trained the first time is very effective the second time." Uh, but yeah, that's the vaccine is designed around that theory of training your immune system for future encounters with that okay. that particular insult. A very important question coming up. Did 5G did 5G do this? I don't get this. Yeah. What was this theory? Because what the, does that mean? The mobiles People say it. It's, have you seen the movie fucking what is that movie where it's like the British thing? It's like a James Bond ripoff. And Samuel L. Jackson's the bad guy, and he puts the he puts the virus into people's SIM cards that he's got what... everyone to buy. And seen... they answer the phone and they get the virus through their head. I haven't seen that. This is this is because... look up what the film's called. Mo- mobile phone coverage is changing from four G to five G, and so okay. a lot of geniuses are saying that um, the coronavirus is because we're using five G now. No comment on that Why one. Why can't Matt? you just cough on someone in an airport? That's way quicker than uh, than <laughs> than having to put up towers that spray people with exactly. virus. And it's such a bad theory because there's countries that have got coronavirus that haven't got five G yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. Actually, that's a crazy one too. Like people, uh, countries reporting. So where my mum's from, Myanmar or Burma. Um, they didn't report any cases initially mm. because the government don't want to look bad there. Well, what about and North then, Korea? North Korea have no cases. I mean, but that's true. <laughs> uh, we, <laughs> but like, and we'll all bow down to our soon-to-be leader. Oh, yes. I but found that, the movie. It's called Kingsman. Guess a lot. Kingsman. Okay. Yeah. I heard that's good. It, it's, it's, it's enjoyable. Um, entertaining. See, that's the but problem. He's the worst bad guy. Anyway, that's the problem that I've got with China. Like, you look at the 
like the World Health Organization will tell you the current rate of infections and rates of death. China are like, no, nah, we've got none now. It's like, you how, know, the, how the hell is that the report, believable? The reporting, I actually think, I mean, definitely Wuhan did a great job at um, isolation and, you know, they have a bit more of an extreme. Some cases there were reports of like, the government welding doors shut so that infected people wouldn't come outside. I and did stuff, but see footage of them shooting people too. I, I haven't seen that. I hope that's not happening. But um, <laughs> the the um, I think my major worry about this whole thing with the China rhetoric is, you know, they've been in a um, trade war, the US with China for a while now. And so the anti-China sentiment is high because of, you know, people, oh, they took our jobs kind of mentality. Mm. And You said it um, wrong, by the way. The ticket D. <laughs> and then so the, um, the, but there's like an, there's a real anti-China sentiment in the world, of in the US anyway, I think. Um, and it, it's, I think that's really dangerous as a society to be able to put, basically they just, people can actively discriminate without actually knowing where that is. And ignore, so, ignore facts. Yeah, and ignore the fact that they're firstly Americans and and or they're just human beings. Yeah. I mean, um, and I mean, the, and it's a virus. I know, it's but like I, it's it's a virus. It's not yeah. like they're. We can't lose humanity because of politicians' trade war. I mean, Co- correct. And and, and I, I'm you know, and I am absolutely. If you're going after a Chinese Australian or Chinese American, then you're a fucking retard. And I'm happy to say yes. that word in that case. But yeah. the Chinese government has plenty to answer for as a result of, of this. That you know, they've failed. They the information they got out failed. And I'm happy let's, to let's let an investigation tell us that. I mean yeah. I mean the the thing that we can't do is say all people of Asian descent are yeah. a hazard. That's, and you so know, dumb. I see, like, if I'm talking about the testing facility, um, Jin He is from South Korea. I know. All your scientists are Chinese, for God's sake. What are you going to do? Know, like, <laughs> if you knocked Asian Americans out of science, Jesus. Yeah, like, I know. We're rude. <laughs> um, I, I, had, I had that chat once with a lady who was saying, oh, Australia needs to, you know, we need to close the border, no more immigrants. I'm like, if we, if we don't let immigrants in, who are going to be our doctors? Do you know the funniest <laughs> thing with that is uh, – like growing up, like Dymo, like Diamond Creek um, was, it was an interesting place to grow up because mum was Asian. And um, what would happen is sometimes like some of the mums would gather and talk about things. And <laughs> one one conversation that would happen was Asians are taking our jobs <laughs> when my mum was there. Um, Which job so am I taking I, today? Yeah. So <laughs> I'm always like uh, very uh, sensitive to that because I would watch people talk to my mum about how Asians were wrecking Australia <laughs> when yeah. she's from Asia, but they didn't know that Burma was in Asia yeah. and they didn't even know what fucking Burma was half the time. <laughs> and But the saddest thing is my mum, I feel, was so used to it that she would just kind of have to sit there and listen to this nonsense. Yeah. And Marty, you know my mum. She's a she's a great lady. It's like Definitely. that sucks that she has to go through that. And, um, and she's now, not alone as well. Like that would be happening all over i mean yeah i'm a white person so i have no uh, you know i'm probably on the wrong That's, side of the fence in terms of you're not the wrong my side background i mean I wouldn't, you're allowed yeah, to have thoughts no 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 i mean society wise in terms of my 
appearance and, and descent, you know, but what I'm trying to say is like that those conversations would be happening nonstop, like yeah. all the time. There, the there'd be problem, those sorts the, of conversations. The, the issue that I've got is, I guess, because I don't associate with those circles at all. Yeah. I don't see it. That's, no. that's my only, that's a, yeah. problem but that's because i've it's not a problem i've, I've insulated myself where that's good. i've pretty much avoid most spastics well that's what yeah i i must <laughs> say like i think i think growing up where i did like i did like parts of diamond creek a lot like it's such a beautiful town and stuff but there were things that i remember being like really confused by as a kid when it came to like race um diamond just Park. because I'm, I'm yeah it's like when you're a mixed race kid Sometimes it's also difficult to understand what you are like as a like racial group. Mm, You're not yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because like I look like a tanned white guy, but then everyone around me is telling me that Asians are bad, and I'm Asian. Um, <laughs> That's mental. And then and I'm born in England, so then everyone's telling me that the Poms are the worst. I'm born there. Mm, yeah. uh, and then you know it's um, at the end of the day, it, they're just words that actually don't mean anything until you put weight behind it yeah so if people are acting on those words like the words are ignorant right at the base level they're ignorance at the worst level it's like full-on racism but like you know they're at the end of the day they're just words that can cause other things yeah but if you know yeah i I mean yeah i do but people um, use these things as a way to like push their agenda like anti and sometimes to relate to other people i think stew's more on the money there than than pushing agenda i think generally the ladies who were saying this about asians that about asians it's just because they wanted to fit into the circle yeah this is what's happening. Or they, didn't, or they want to seem like they're important in some way and they belittle another group of people yeah. to feel important. Yeah. Yep. Or, or, and some people like to see what they can get away with in terms of saying risque stuff as well. I do that. I do that to some extent. But I, but, but in a comedy way, I I do don't, they, they do it in like a let's see what we can fucking do here. <laughs> I hate some those of, people. Some I hate of them. Some of Marty's flat earth bits are uh, just fantastic. Um, but he also stands by that. that. <laughs> um, no, I, 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 oh yeah, I mean, we're getting off topic, but I enjoyed Diamond Creek as being one of four Italians in Diamond Creek. Yeah, I was going to say, you, the you, had, to, you had to embrace it. Yeah, but I, I didn't yeah, mind it. My only issue, I don't mind when people say ignorant things. It doesn't yeah. really bother me. My problem is I'm, these days I'm getting called a racist by white people who were calling me a wog growing up. Yeah. Now they're calling yeah. me a racist. Yeah. He called me a wog every day of my yeah, life, yeah, and now yeah, I'm yeah. a racist because I'm making a dumb joke about Correct. something or other. But That's I what kills me. What stands out to me about that sentence is that you understood that the words are just words. Yeah. I, I could always feel when it was coming from a mucking around place, and when it, and, I've, I've pulled up people. And there's a hypersensitivity. I've, I've, I've had plenty of people, call, I've had heaps of times where someone's called me a wog, and I go, You are not my friend. How, you don't but, get to call. But how hard must these people's lives be that get sensitive and offended every time someone says yep. a word that they don't like? But that's how what I'm saying. How hard would that life be? But that's well, what I'm saying about. That's what I'm saying about. Generally, it's the people who are hypersensitive to throw around the There's word racist wrong in their life. No, it's because they've never experienced racism themselves. They've never Correct. had that wall built. So yeah, they're, 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 they're their life's too perfect. Everyone. Was that, Matt? Yeah, I mean, 
they, they are offended on behalf of people. That's a killer. But the thing is there is like you can patronize people for always looking to them as like, oh, they're a victim. I have to stand up for them. You're patronizing them sometimes. Yeah. Uh, basically what you're saying is, well, they don't have the capacity to defend to themselves, so themselves. I have to be here. Me, yeah. the smarter the, person, has to do it for them. Yeah, I'm the savior. It happens a lot oh. uh, in the world, but and the intentions are good, but the delivery is poor. And um, I'll say the intentions I, I, are good most of the time. Most yeah. of the time, yeah. yeah. A lot Sometimes of it's self-serving. It's look like you're a legend, and it's like that's yeah. annoying. Yeah. Um, All right. But my, but like we can keep going on Corona stuff. We could get into race relations. I oh, know we could go on for another seven hours. Right? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll touch on a couple other questions. Okay, so you've sort of touched on this one, but this is a vague one which you've already touched on. But the question sort of was, what's happening in New York? So mm-hmm. I guess I you, you like what it's like. Yeah, so you can touch on that. You can you so you and the Carrie Bickmores and the Sex in the City girls, you aren't catching up for Carrie Bickmore. What's her name? Is it Carrie? <laughs> Carrie Bickmore's on the on the project. What's the girl's name from Sex in the City? Carrie Bradshaw. Carrie Bradshaw. Bradshaw. <laughs> so you and Carrie Bradshaw and the ugly redhead lady and the hot brunette lady, you guys are all hanging out still. And Carrie yeah. Bickmore's there for some Carrie reason. Bickmore's nowhere. She's on a project. We're just, we're just having our Zoom quarantines. Um, but the, uh, the, Holy shit. Mainly what I do day to day is pretty, um, like, we're not allowed to go outside except to, you can go for the odd walk. People keep away from each other and they're all wearing masks. So it's quite dystopian, mm. you know. Um, it's pretty amazing actually to watch that, mm. just seeing everyone in a mask like, I think because I'm by myself, um, you watch couples who are allowed to like just hold hands or something. Yeah. You're like, fuck, I remember when I used to hit on girls. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like um, how can like, you hit on a girl with a mask on? It's, it seems very. Um, I yeah, love your mask. Yeah. Where'd you get that yeah, one from? It's like you, you miss like going on dates, you miss um, just like hanging out with your friends, but um, like physically hanging out. So I kind of get that. My best friend, Tony, she's like probably one of the better testers in the facility. And um, I see her in that testing facility and we speak on, on like uh, Zoom and all these things. The, you can go to the grocery store. For example, I, I'm Pobo, so I go to Trader <laughs> Joe's. Um, and Trader Joe's only allow about 40% of people the capacity into the mm. store. So you have lines going around the block where everyone is separated by six feet mm. waiting to get in. But once you get in, you're cruising. Like it's mm. it's so quick. Mm. Food is not short here. There toilet, was a time where there was, no, there was a time where it wasn't there. Now that there's been an industry shift, the only reason for that was before coronavirus, a lot of the toilet paper industry would have a section for the general groceries and then a section for workplaces. And the demand on workplaces was far higher because people spend more of their life at work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they would send all out there. Now it's it was hard for them to restructure or redirect toilet paper now to households because now everyone's in mm. their house. So you have this shortage, but the stockpile is there. It's just being sent to the wrong place. So they had to redirect it. Um now we're we're at a good toilet paper range. Um, Do we have to? I haven't been in the shops. For, yeah, we got it. I haven't been in the shops in a there's while. There's a lim- limit, and there's because um, we had no toilet paper for a, a while. A lot less. 
but it's there was a lot of dogs out there that were like taking about 50 rolls and i'm like and how much mexican food are you eating that's what i was saying to people i was like you need you need to eat if you're shitting that fucking much (laughs) change your diet but but do they i don't get it because what were they they were they thinking that the shops weren't gonna close there was no word of shops closing there wasn't but also and this is not nice but we also have running water so it's like yeah. let's say you had no toilet paper just jump in the shower like <laughs> people in india yeah, are like we're sweet yeah just jump in the shower like yeah. i just run to the river and that just ignorant of me to say that. exactly <laughs> just jump in the river and then drink the water um yeah. okay a couple of other one or well, a lot of other ones <laughs> um these uh, ones I, I, hang on i had a thought because we were talking before this and here it's interesting i have two things it's interesting when where like I'm finding that people are too overly like oh, polite, like awkward polite. Like I'm walking down the street, um, walking down the street. I mean, I'm going to the shops, right? And you're about to enter when someone's exiting and they're like, oh, stand back. Oh, oh you go yeah. first. And I'm like, you would never have done. And one, I'm not going to catch it from you from walking past you. And two, you would have never done that before. I guess it's good that you're doing it now, but it feels weird. That's it feels weird. I, I think it's kind of cool though. Like people are so much more mindful of everyone around yeah. them. I like that. Yeah. I think that um, our level of like there is an increased level of respect for people mm. around you now. Yeah, um, which which, will dis- which will disappear two months after. And, and this it is stops. and this is you also. Not, I, I think you're right. This is I also right. maybe because I'm on my little insular bubble as well. But when the few times I've been to the grocery store. The people around me, in front of me and behind me, have been so nice to the mm. checkout boys and girls. Yeah. Which is great. That's awesome. Yeah. And they've always been like, oh, thank you so much. Keep up the good work. Thank you. You're so good. And I'm like, good it's, on you. Do you know why? Idiots. It's because they're in front of so many people. Nah, but they don't do that. They've been they've been to the shops plenty of times and been in front of <coughs> yeah. people. I think yeah. I, I, the majority of people I've seen. But people have are been, more mindful that they are in front of people. Maybe. Yes. But more I have not seen more appreciation for checkout chicks slash boys <laughs> than I have now, which is a good thing. Yeah. Which yeah. I'm, um, it makes me happy to see. The other point is family stuff is weird, right? Like, so obviously Easter's just gone. You would have normally yeah. gone around someone's house for Easter celebrations. It was my brother's birthday yesterday. I went before, um, before I went to give him a card just to give it to him and, you know, say happy birthday. And I couldn't, greet him normally or I even play have, with his kids and that correct i just had to stand from afar and i was only there for five minutes but it's like she it's just so strange birthday. it's just yeah, such a weird fucking tough. thing it's so weird like it, it doesn't I'm, feel i'm kind of in this spot where i live here so i don't yeah. get to see my family frequently anyway but it yeah. is you know weird to think about stevie got back so stevie my younger brother was stuck in Colombia when it broke out and Basically had to work a way to get back mm. before all the travel restrictions. Mm-hmm. Same as Pete. So Pete was in um, Canada. Pete was in Canada. Yeah. yeah same and, as um, my boss. And was in Canada too. I remember having conversations with both of them. Pete was more calm about it. He was um, very much like, you know, we'll, we'll leave and we'll go to Canberra with uh, his girlfriend's family. So Pete's in Canberra um, and back and sorry, and um, quarantine there. But then, Stevie was kind of in a hostel stuck in Colombia and was like, what am I going to do? Like there was a lot of panic at one point. This is crazy. He was saying, um, me and this bloke in the hostel are thinking like, if they won't let us on planes, 
we're just going to break the law and get deported back to Australia. And I was like, don't be a <laughs> We're just going to steal a plane. I'm sure flying yeah. one's not that hard. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, but Stevie did get back, which was great, and quarantined. Back in But Tassie. some of the ways that he was going to get out was just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but it was panicking time. Like, he, he, mm. I don't blame him. I would have been terrified to be stuck in some weird hostel. Especially there. Like, if you were in America or Canada or UK or even Europe, you'd be like, oh, I'll get out of here. But, yeah, if you're in Colombia, it's like, fuck, do I have to He sell- doesn't speak the language. He doesn't sell like- cocaine. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, he does that. But, like, I think um, <laughs> <laughs> but that's a family business. Yes. Like, we- yeah. I do, I do his tax maths. I, Matt, I see all of the. Um, all right. What else we got? So, yeah, one we yeah, touched on. I, I don't subscribe to this. Trump is a, he's a coward and he's a leader who doesn't want to take responsibility, which is mental. But I don't see this his fault in any way. Do you? I see his response as his fault. I think his it's response. a flaw. I don't- I think he's he's uh, like the fact that the virus exists is obviously not his fault. The thing that is his fault is you have to, if you're the leader of a country that has the most cases and the most deaths in the world, you have to accept you've, some responsibility you've done for that. So, so, something has gone wrong. So what he does now is he has this playbook uh, press conference that he conducts where he says, I was the first person to ban Chinese people from coming to America in January. Then in March, I enforced some of the hardest sanctions and increased testing and all this. You skipped all the little bit. (laughs) Yeah, what he doesn't say in this is in February, he was telling his rallies that the Democrats were using this hoax uh, to bring him down, Mm. which is is insane. He said it was the flu (laughs) multiple times. Um, He also didn't build... Yeah, he, he was like... Yeah, the, he, he said things like uh, China virus, you're right, like he said that. Um, then he started to add specifics to it when he found out that, uh, yes, I'm being a racist asshole, but um, he started saying, oh, Wuhan virus, like it's like he's like in the WHO all of a sudden. That, that, um, that gets to the political thing because, uh, okay, China virus, I get, isn't correct for him to say, but then China was saying, oh, this came in because American soldiers were in Wuhan. And no. it's like, hold yeah, see, on. This is it's like, you're both mental and you're both playing shit games. Yeah. yeah. So, no one wants so to Trump, hear that. Everyone's, their propaganda is through the roof. Everyone's. But um, what happened with Trump is in the February after he knew that this was happening. So in January, like New York Times just published this great, uh, article going through a timeline of when he was told and what he did. And he actually was told so many times, you have to act now, you have to. Mm. Uh, and he didn't. So, for example, like uh, stockpiling masks, uh, like building up an infrastructure that could support a pandemic. He had so much time to do that. Um, even getting the government here can force private companies to start producing for something like this. Um, and for example, like, um, Bauer who make ice hockey protective equipment, Bauer now make face masks. Yeah. And I've seen like a, ba- a band that I like have turned their merch that can be used into masks, into masks and yep. stuff like that. Yep. So that's and really Tesla, cool. I think Tesla do that at yeah. making masks. As well. Yeah. And, but the government can force companies to do that. 
and and he didn't act, enact that quickly. Um, he downplayed a lot of people's concerns and, you know, I think he always said I was just trying to keep people comfortable. But a real leader doesn't, no. in a crisis, doesn't do that. No. Um, when Pearl Harbor happened, FDR wasn't like, oh, yeah, no, there was like a huge wave in Hawaii. No one knew the what Demo- happened. The Democrats Cheers. did it. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, you know, um, he just said, get ready where you're about to rock. Like It's, time it's a mixture to- of both. It's a mixture of not panicking the population because you you can't have well, that. Well, it's how you deliver the message, right? It's like yeah. here's the information, but here's how you can stay safe and yeah. calm. Because I've had that. Dis- I've had that People discussion. People love Fauci. That's why they love Tony Fauci, um, who's the leader of the um, CDC here, who is the the guy from the heavy Brooklyn accent guy that mm. gets up and talks about coronavirus. See, he bloody, just says it's what the bloody it Italians, mate. The fucking Italians are killing it. Cuomo, <laughs> Fauci, fucking Italians. Yeah. That's what we need. More yeah, Italians. That's, who, that's what you need. Um, <laughs> but corruption. Fauci gets up there and he's just like laying out the facts all the time. Then people start to politicize him and all of a sudden he goes from the most loved guy in America to people start to question a scientist yeah. because he has to – He to get the message across, he has to be at these briefings or else Trump's going to get up there and say wild shit about chloroquine. He's going <laughs> to say all this crazy shit. That was my neck. Um, that was one of the questions about yeah, yeah, the, 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 the remedies, chloroquine or whatever. Or are they? Yeah, they're trialing it. Um, I mean, it's, I don't know why, like uh, time will tell why he's so adamant that chloroquine is this magical drug. It's I mean, got, it is an it probably malarial. owns some shares in it or something. Yeah. But to say that chloroquine is safe is, is not correct. Um, we know that there's a lot of complications with chloroquine from other diseases. Uh, and also it's a scientific tool, chloroquine. We use it in the lab all the time to literally stop cells from working. Mm, <laughs> so yeah. it's um, it's not exactly you know, the, the Safe. safest drug. Um. Yep. Cool. So, all right. What else we got here? If we're if Things, we're if we're going back to conspiracy theories, you can. And uh, I'm not a conspiracy theorist myself, so uh, yeah. you can go ahead. The, uh, the whole release of the new app that's in Australia about how they want to track your whereabouts and. And this and that, and um, yeah, we've got they're, they're bringing out some tracking app that will track yeah, where you. Yeah, Safari did it. Yeah, like it's uh, it's about tracing virus tracing, like yeah. so contact tracing, and, um, and it and it's probably beneficial for certain. Yeah, but the, I mean, we don't we probably don't need it. The problem with it is that things like this come into place, and yeah. then they never go away. Yes. So you can look it's, at a, it's a precedent. So yeah. you can look at America, for example. It's like nine eleven happened. Okay, we're bringing in the Patriot Act, which means we can spy on everybody. It's mm. just because of nine eleven. Mm. You still, yeah, but you still got you it. Look at you look at Edward Snowden. I mean, he is like a great example of someone that fights against stuff like this. Mm. Um, you know, under the guise of uh, protecting the population, you mm. invade a lot of privacy yeah. and. and and it's the fine print that people miss. The problem is, um, is they don't wind that stuff back ever. They keep yes. it in place. Once it's in place, like you, once you let the devil out of the box, like it's out of the box. Yeah. Um, now I think Snowden does. He talks about this recently. He did a um, interview online. It was one of the, I want to say it was one of the Vice networks, which of course Vice always 
do this kind of stuff. But um, Vice did an interview with Edward Snowden the last week or two about what it means to have data freely available on everyone's whereabouts in the future. And, you know, his he's, um, modus operate, I guess you would say, is to be very conscious of surveillance of huge populations. Um, and, you know, he's worried about it for sure. Mm. It got him. It's why he lives in Moscow because he blew the whistle on this kind of stuff. Yeah. No, this, so, um, this, the, the tracking app stuff is not... Um... Uh, it's that's not right. The, yeah. no it's matter. kind of a thing, like the double-edged sword of it is like you you don't trust the community enough, which I probably you probably shouldn't trust the community enough mm. uh, to to keep away from one another. I think people go out to parks a lot here, or they do this. Like I, I've been to a park. I also uh, like the idea of that idiots will get what's coming to them some of the time. <laughs> Yeah. But the problem is it's the, the collateral it does, damage. It does affect everyone else idiot. around them. I know that. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. Well, let me just bring up a um, Benjamin Franklin quote. Oh, here we go. Ben- <laughs> Benjamin Franklin once said, those who would give up essential liberty to purchase a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. Mm. Mm. That's, that's quite, yeah. It's, I mean, but there's consequences to that too. Um <laughs> So, I mean, yeah, it's so, a, so shut the fuck up and stop bringing now, up dumb quotes. It's not a dumb quote. <laughs> I, no, I think it's a good quote. It's a relevant quote. Um, but like the problem is like, Can is it, be it reversible, the so liberty that you gave up? Is this a reversible thing uh, or have you changed exactly. society and forever? History tells you that that, has, that, that that liberty that you give up never gets given back. I, I think it's like a really interesting thing um, to think about is like how we function as private people. I, I think it's going away quicker than ever before because, you know, I, I always wonder like if we shut down Twitter, Facebook tomorrow, um, will the world be a better place for it? Fuck I oath. think so. Fuck oath. Um, and, you know, things like uh, contact tracing though have really huge benefits when it comes to stopping the virus. Mm. The issue there is like how do you use it after it? Is there a... a policy in place for um because like the data that you get from people from things like this is really valuable to companies mm. it's so valuable because what it says is like all right marty goes to i don't know club x every saturday mm. so i'm going to target all my correct uh ads to marty's club x addiction and also and, sell it to other companies that, w- yeah. that do similar stuff yeah and it's like you know that's the d- danger of it is like you then know exactly where people do everything, mm-hmm. and it's beyond the virus at that point. Yeah, um, yeah, but they've been. But doing we that all f- know that happens. You all know that, like, you look up a pair of shoes, and then the next time you're on Facebook, every ad is about getting a pair of shoes. Even mentioned uh, the word shoes, like, yeah. it, without any context, and you'll get yeah, an ad about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and that's yeah. what uh, that that's what's happened to me plenty of times. Where I think I've said this story a million times. Once I was outside and we had just had some rain and we were getting these mushrooms growing around the tree I've got yeah. at the back. And Julia goes, make sure you get rid of those mushrooms in case Bear eats them. That was it. That was all the conversation was. And then when I go on Google, it comes up with mushroom uh, removal. Yeah, all this mushroom <laughs> shit comes up on my Google search. I'm like, I never Googled that mm. crap. But, but 
but also in a way, look, I'm, I, I like the progress of digital technology. I, I think it's really interesting. So yeah, I kind of, have, we've all given up yeah, our things that we didn't good. know that we we're giving up. That's fine. It's not fine. Yeah, in a way it is. But there's there's a lot of things in technology that make our lives easier as well. Which Fuck I up. Yeah. No one's so, disagreeing about yeah, that. But so you can't... You not having to look for mushroom removal But I was stuff. never looking for it. And that's okay. Another you can ex- choose to ignore another it. Another example I got is me and Husey were talking and Husey was asking when, when I put weed mats out the front... Mm. He goes, did you put weed mats out the front? I go, I did. But what I also did was I staked the weed mats to the ground. Mm. Now in my Google feed is just weed mat stakes for sale, (laughs) $29.99 each. It's mental. Yeah. Look, you can choose to ignore it though. It's a free piece of software. I I, I can ignore it. It is a free piece of software. But I can see how they can manipulate millions of people. It can, but also they were probably getting manipulated by watching the news and seeing the ads that were... um, targeting that sort of person that watches the news at that sort of time of Maybe. the day anyway. So yep. fine. Yeah. But look, it's like, that's a big concept, <laughs> but I think it's kind of right now people are just scrambling to understand how to slow this thing. Cause it's going to kill economies. It's killed millions of jobs yeah. here already. Yep. Like you, 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 people will do these things. They're very vulnerable to these kind of things. Yeah, and, I don't know how we got onto that topic. <laughs> I started with the conspiracy theories, right. but I, I'm interested in that. What you just said, actually, the whole economy thing, because I, I try to th- conceptualize it. I've, I've been on holidays for like three or four weeks. Well, let's quickly just say real quick, Matt. Did you know that Shu was getting married? I was. Oh, congratulations, mate! No, I, no, I was, 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 and then I had to cancel it. Oh. It was supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just make that noise again. Oh. oh. It was supposed to be March 28th. Oh. Um, he was getting married March 28th and then some Chinese guy <laughs> had a fucking sand shrew and now he couldn't get married. <laughs> so anyway, I've been on holidays because I was supposed to be on my fucking honeymoon in Bali, but that didn't happen. Yeah. So I've kind of, you know, and I, I have a job, which I'm very lucky, lucky and grateful that I have a job, right? But, and I understand like there's so many people that have lost jobs and this and that. And then I'm like, they're still having, uh, like when this happened right at the start, I was like, the government has to step in and offer these things, which they did. They did JobKeeper. um, I know all about that. All that sort of stuff. We don't have to talk about that specifically, but that was my first thought. The government has to step in. They have to have some sort of leverage, which they did, which is great. I knew they would but there's still that will they, won't they sort of moment. The JobKeeper stuff is great. It just means that we'll be working. It does until suffer the... We're, we're going to be working until we're about 700 years old. Yeah, but we were going to... Yeah, I know. But um, the other thing with that, I'm like, the other thing is though, we are staying inside more. Uh, like we're staying home. We're not spending as much money. Most of us aren't spending as much money yeah. um, because we're having to be conscious about, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, sure. You know, so... I'm kind of thinking like there's this leveling still. There's kind of like this like still evening out of the plane. Yeah, yep. The only thing is that I know the, the effect is now on Australia's economy in terms of yep. the, the government's backup funds. And that's yep. why I'll be, that's why I'm a little, I'll, I don't mean this, but I'm just going to be devil's advocate a little bit and I'm going to be a little bit mm. mean because the majority of people that I went to uni with or all the people I went to uni with mm. 
all the people I grew up with who dropped out of school and did plumbing apprenticeships and electrician mm-hmm. apprenticeships and carpentry apprenticeships, you as you know, you as well. None of those people are sort of at risk of losing their jobs. Sure. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's well, like, they're, they're like they're fundamental to like growing a society, really. Yeah. Like, it's like I, they're, I, they're, I, they're, I, have, I have a job that is absolutely stuff. not fundamental to society. Yeah, but so you're worried about losing it? Oh, I know. I well, I'm going to be self-employed from July onwards. Like, and that's what I mean. And including in that, are you? You're uh, saying that I, um, I'm trying to look positively about it. My my my, my jobs that required university training. My point is, is that I don't particularly mean. I don't mean this really. I'm just, just say it. Of, I'm just say throwing it. it out there. It's like the people who did the hard yard sort mm. of. Went to uni when it sucked, got a degree, mm-hmm. got a diploma, mm. did a trade when it sucked. That's why they did those things. Yes. So that their job was secure. Mm-hmm. And all the people who were saying, oh, no, now I don't have a job. Mm. It's like, yeah, you, you don't because you made, you made coffees. Like what, no, that- no. What about the people that studied for years to do um, travel, be, to be a travel fucking Agent. expert? To be a travel, do you have to study to be a travel? Well, like the yeah, one absolutely. in New York, tourism. I think tourism. The, the big ones in New York that I personally like have witnessed is uh, artists. So yeah, oh, um, so you know, you dedicate you. New York is not a city without artists. It's like you say a, that about Melbourne a, too. Yeah, it's like a jazz. This is like a jazz capital. It's an art gallery capital. Mm-hmm. Um, there's bar, like hospitality is huge here. Yeah. Uh, so the, the restaurants get people coming here. The bars do the music. Mm-hmm. These are the things that are affected so heavily, and they're essential to the culture of New York. Yeah. So yeah. So you know, for example, you look at San Francisco. I don't. The thing about San Francisco is it's a tech city now. It mm. used to be a yes. city that was yes. known for its progressive thought, its music, its yeah. art. Became a tech city. And it's very rich because of it. But culturally, it doesn't improve San Francisco. Um, now, what happens with this virus is you are now susceptible to companies like Amazon, Google, um, all these companies from really taking up the uh, real estate of previously culturally important things like mm. music venues, mm-hmm. um, oh, yeah, they'll bars, gobble, they'll, restaurants. They'll gobble it they, up. They, gobble it. They can eat it up unless the government say, all right, we're going to help restore these institutions of the city, the bars, the restaurants, the music venues. I don't want New York. The reason I love it here is because it's so interesting in terms of its music and uh, nightlife and everything. That's the thing that makes the city so fun. I don't want to walk down the street and have a bunch of wankers that wear Kathmandu who work at Google running the city. Like. Yeah. There's yeah. already enough areas of that, yeah. Um, yeah. but um, it's just not the place I want. And I already know musicians that are stuck at home, can't perform anymore. That's their life. This is uh, this is the, that's where I come that's from. Where I come from. Yeah, uh, we're getting and a bit like, of feedback now from your sound system. I can he- hear echoes for some reason. Sometimes, yeah. Oh, sorry. is that? Did you change sorry. anything? I didn't change anything. Oh, okay. No, you bloody oh, never man. mind. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm oh, seeing I, like my newsfeed is musicians because that's who I hang out with all the time. Yeah. So I'm seeing a yeah. lot of the. There's a lot of people. I think the undereducation of how to um, utilize your talents in other ways 
mm. is very apparent now because people that that channeled all of their energy into playing live gigs, which mm. is fine, right? That's fine, but you need backup plans, I think. And and what that's but that's kind become, of what I'm saying a little bit in like. I would have much rathered been paid to play guitar as opposed to doing accounting. Yeah. The reason why I went with accounting, this isn't the only reason, but it's like because it was secure. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? Yep. So that, but what does that matter in... It not that it matters. I'm just I'm just being devil's advocate a little bit. It's like, but like yeah, but, but that, I mean, you don't want everyone to take that that option because I have, then you lose, you lose so much of the the like art in the yeah, world. And and, yeah. and I have an argument for that is you had no idea that this was going to happen. No, which no, is yeah. why you no, no, like no. You of course, can go. I've, coronavirus is going to happen. I'm going to have a job because I'm an accountant. No, no, of course <laughs> not. But ignoring ignoring a pandemic. It's it was the safer option, no matter yeah. what. Well, then, no matter what, yeah. no matter what comes At what up. cost, though? This yeah, is like really. The virus here is targeting these people that are very vulnerable, but also it's really showing the American system for what it is here, and that's a big point Capitalism. here. Is like the 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 brutality of the the wealth gap in America. Mm. So, a good example of that is like there are reports that. To be hospitalized with coronavirus, if you're in an out-of-network, um, so what happens is we have like little networks where we can go to the hospital based on your insurance. Uh, and if you go to a hospital that's outside of your network, it can cost you up to $75,000 to be treated for coronavirus. That's the, government aren't, the government aren't covering a lot of it. They mm -hmm. say they are, they're not. And then without getting political again, and then the Democrats go for Biden as opposed to Bernie Sanders. Yes. That's How the a, fuck does that's that a work thing, out? A thing that has to be pushed now is like what what Biden will do is improve health care. He will. Oh. Like what he's saying improves the health care we have. It builds on Obama's Affordable Care Act, which is great. It's given millions of people uh, insurance. But what Bernie Sanders said is in my opinion, uh, the NHS system from England is way better because um, what you have is you cut out the middleman, you cut out the private insurance companies that are just ripping the shit out of people right now who are in hospital. But it's something like uh, if you take 5% of the military budget... Yes, and you you'll, can fix this up. You'll have healthcare for every single person in America. It's so what like, people say here is, oh, we can't do it. Like, it's going to be too expensive. But that's... The, the thing is what they don't think of is the long game of that. It's like what right now the system just disproportionately, it's very expensive to be poor in America. Mm. So uh, what happens is you don't have insurance. So an injury makes you make these wild decisions about your health. Do I go tend to this illness or do I just ride it out? Yeah. And what that does is it just keeps the poor being very poor mm. and it makes the rich people who are getting the insurance money even richer. Mm. It's not a, it's not a hard thing to understand. I did how see America's a story of that on Reddit where a guy cut his foot at the beach and he thought, well, I haven't got five grand for stitches, so don't worry about it. But then it yeah. turned into like gangrene or something mm. <laughs> and it Absolutely. crippled him forever. But what I think Biden 
it personally, I thought about this the other day when I was working and I was like, if this guy doesn't see that healthcare for all, so what he's saying is it's healthcare for all that want it. So um, what you have there is the private system still exists, but no matter what you have healthcare, you can have this affordable care act version and you can opt. If you lose your private healthcare, you have a backup. That is great. That is a huge improvement on what exists. But what I think this has shown, uh, this whole pandemic, it's really highlighted that private healthcare has created such a gap in treatment uh, and affordability that a one-payer system would have helped this so much because people don't have to call their insurance company anymore uh, if it's a one-payer system. You know exactly what you're entitled to because everyone's entitled to the same thing. Mm. And that's what happens in England is like, no matter who you are, you go into a hospital in England, you're covered. Mm. You don't have that. And then Same in the long Australia. run. And, that, and, that, that's, yeah. and, that, and that's, I mean, I, I, you, you probably know this, but from the outside looking into America, people not living in America are grateful they don't live in America. Yes. People in America are so disappointed with it. Like, like it's example, embarrassing. To, it would be like from the outside looking in, it's like it's an embarrassment to be an American. Well, my, uh, one of my close friends, she has to take a treatment called Remicade, which is an inhibitor of inflammation for her Crohn's. She lives, she lived in America and, uh, had insurance through her work and was able to get Remicade. It was an ordeal to get it, but she would get it. Then she left to do her masters in Scotland and in Scotland, the NHS just cover it. It's not even a thing. You just, mm. She just gets her remicade. Yeah, the thing is with the Amer- with UK is they're communists though. <laughs> but then what happened with her is coronavirus hits and she's faced with this decision. Do I want to come home and be around my family uh, throughout this crisis or do I stay in Scotland? And the, the pivot, pivotal factor was she came back to America. She had no insurance and one dose of remicade was going to cost her like 15 mm. grand, which was free in England. Yeah. Um, so the system is a mess here. Yeah, it's, and it's, 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 what, it's, honestly, it's embarrassing to look at because yeah, like, I, I, I think I, Bernie Sanders had a great point. And I think what he has to do now is like he, what he's done already. Bernie Sanders has changed the way people, even the moderates like Joe Biden talk about these things, climate change and healthcare. So Joe Biden, if he is elected is the most progressive president to exist in America. And that, he, it could have been more progressive with Bernie Sanders. And that's so but, mental that a 78-year-old man who, is have, who has cognitive, cognitive decline, he has got dementia, and he's the best option. Tra- I mean, yeah. You put him and Trump on the debate stage and Trump will eat him alive on stage. I don't know. I, I hope not. I think I, I like Joe Biden. Um, if I were to vote for anyone when it was happening, it was Elizabeth Warren. But she, um, nah. it, All right. she's it, out. Let's, uh, <laughs> yeah, but anyway, sorry, we won't go into this. But what I'm saying is like this whole coronavirus oh, thing, stew, you stupid but the coronavirus thing has highlighted a lot of problems with the American system. Second response everyone started buying guns, yes, because they thought that food was going to run out. So that they thought, I'm going to fucking gonna shoot, sh- my yeah. shoot my way that, out. That was another one. thought that I had right at the start. <laughs> Oz is now the zombie movies are right. Get guns. Yes. They 
pro- that is a proving like America is proving that those zombie movies that's what will happen. Everyone will just kill themselves. Like, they'll just kill each other. Sorry. And I was like, uh, you know, I always get real proud of Australia for that, like the Port Arthur response, because mm. my parents live in Port Arthur, like right near Port Arthur. They work at that historic site where Martin Bryant started mm. the shooting. And, um, you know, I think my dad, he's interesting because he was working as an engineer for small arms in the military when I was younger. His mm. job was literally to work around guns all the time. I remember as a kid going to the Watsonia barracks mm. and, holding model guns or like uh, walking around a military barracks. Hmm. The When Port Arthur happens, they take semi-automatics, automatics, and it enriches a country. Now, people are skeptical of that. Even my dad is sort of skeptical of that, which is I don't think that correct because there's been no mass shooting since, hmm. whereas here there's fucking 400 a year or something ridiculous. Yeah, the, there was some meme that said like this is the first month or this of is the no first school. March in 20 years or something. Of no school no shootings. School shootings. Yeah. yeah, and it's like uh, these are the things that this highlights is like, you know, this is the most, the least emissions uh, from any country in the last 20 years or something. There's dolphins because, in Venice now and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's like the world is enriched for humans not doing the bullshit that we do. Mm. And um, if, But I don't think I have a lot of faith in the American government to like change their ways because of this. I hope mm. they do, but um, the way the system is built here, it's like yeah. you go through the House, you go through the Senate, you have to have control of these things to make any changes. And you see with Trump's impeachment, it's, for example, it's like the House condemned him, Senate just threw it away. And, and that's why said, that's why America is brilliant. It's good and bad. It's it's yeah, bad. Clever. It's clever. It's bad because nothing gets done, but it's it's brilliant and so well done because no one can take control yeah. like yeah that, that's where it's i get a bit annoyed when people are like oh trump's a dictator it's like okay well technically he's not at all and he can't he's be not. and like but you've like, got actual countries he, like china who are run by a dictator and you know there's a bit of a difference but one thing for sure is like i have a really strong love for americans uh americans are the best individually yeah individually individually they are the best they're amazing people and like it sucks to see them go through things like this Mm -hmm. um and they know my friends know that there's like they talk about all the time they're so disappointed that they live in this system they're not it's it's embarrassing yeah it's 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 from the outsider looking in Mm. and i i always love following america and american policy and politics it's like Aren't you embarrassed that this is your system? Like yeah. I saw what uh, you know. Do you watch Friendly Geordies on YouTube? See you guys. I've seen a bit of his stuff. I used to love his uh, Yilmaz. Yeah, stuff. Yilmaz, <laughs> of course. But he yeah. he did a great thing where he Stephen Chow- Crowder. You know Stephen yeah, Crowder? Crowder. Steve Crowder. You anyway, he's a cons- yeah, yeah. He's a conservative. Pro- prove me wrong or whatever yeah. that thing it is. He it's was saying with. how the American healthcare system is much better than America. Uh, sorry, the American healthcare system is much better than the UK. Because in the UK, your the death rates of people in hospital is higher than in America, and and friendly Geordies goes, yeah, it's it's higher in the UK because they're in hospital. Yeah, in, in the US yeah. they die at home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like that's going to be a big and, thing with coronavirus. Is like let's see how many poor people actually went to hospital. There's a natural 
fear of going to hospital because you're going to bankrupt your family. The deaths mm. from home is going to be a huge number. Mm. Uh, and we don't know it yet. Australians don't comprehend that either. In Australia, no. it's like you can go to the hospital for any for treatment. Mm. I have to research like oh, I'm But you've got to wait for a few hours. That's the worst. That was the problem I had with one. I think I might say this right in the podcast. Yeah, Joe Rogan do. drove me mental because I had my ACL done again about 12 months ago. And Jesus. Joe Rogan. Mate, just chop just it off. ask yeah. Pistorius today. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Your legs are shit. It's just don't, me don't do anything to Julian. Don't shoot. Yeah, don't shoot. <laughs> and so... And yeah, Joe Rogan had a, a UFC fighter on from the UK, and the UFC fighter goes, um, goes, yeah, I just got me a, a ACL done by the NHS, you know. And Joe Rogan goes, oh, is that that's your healthcare system? He goes, yeah. He goes, oh, but how long did you have to wait for? And the UFC, the UK UFC fighter goes, oh, I had to wait about three months. Oh, that's see, that's the problem with with with, with public systems. You got to wait so long. I'm like, yeah, you've got to wait three yeah. months. As opposed to eighty thousand dollars, yeah. like what do you as mean? As opposed to not doing it because it's so fucking expensive. Yeah, like yeah. You, like you, you can function with a torn ACL. Like you can you live can. day to day. It's not great, but I mean, you can. It's not like a, you know, that's an injury. It's not like he had fucking cancer. You know what I mean? Correct. Like it's mm, correct. And if you get cancer here, you're you're done. Um, like financially, that's you're such cooked. bull crap. And it's such bull crap because in America, it's like, oh well, you should have worked harder to afford it. <laughs> Yeah, but that's the problem. It's like the system doesn't. The people that work the hardest are the people that make the least money. They yeah. work two jobs. They can't afford health care. Not more. That, um, that, yeah, and, it's like, that, and just that, the way the system works is like honestly, black people, Hispanic people, disproportionately work the shittest jobs for the least money and the most hours. And the system is not built for you to get out of that. They tell you that there's this American dream and oh you know lift yourself up by your bootstraps yeah and it's like the chances of that the the whole system is built to not allow that should we start wrapping it up yep did Uh, you have any quick ones at the end or if you want to uh and then yeah we can okay couple of couple of easy quick ones um one was just fuck china if i got that (laughs) um yeah that was mine correct that that was okay yeah Um, and i was like okay uh do you think it's right to call it the china virus Nope. Nope. Because the Spanish flu was called the Spanish flu because the Spanish were the first to report the flu that was around the trenches in World War One. Mm. It's not because it originated in Spain. No, they they did think it originated. It didn't, obviously it didn't. At the time they thought it did. But I haven't got a problem with calling it like the Wuhan flu. I mean, Zika is because it came from the Zika River. I think Bill Bill Maher has a video that just came out where he okay. he lists all the viruses that we've got in the world and all of them, he names the Spanish as well and he's wrong on that one. They're all named from the place they came from. I don't see a problem as a scientist calling it COVID-19. Correct. Yeah, what's wrong? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I don't have a problem with that either. When people say calling it China flu is racist, I don't subscribe to that. But I can understand why that could why it's people colloquialism could, why people could use it that way. But like you look at how you got to also listen to the tone yes. um, yeah, when yeah, exactly. people use it. It is a one of contempt. It's not one of uh, 
uh, like objective thought. It's like yeah. they will say like China virus, like yeah. you China, know, it's not China. China. Yeah, you'll say that, and he'll do that weird hand that <laughs> comes from China. Yeah. China. Um, okay. Uh, will there be a vaccine? You you yeah. you think yes? Um, this one we sort of didn't touch on, so I'll be very quickly. This current shutdown, how long do you think that'll go for? A year? Uh, the first wave of the virus, I think that the economic growth will outweigh the healthcare info- information. And I think that a lot of places are going to open prematurely because of the need to make money over the need to protect its people. Mm-hmm. So I think this first one, probably in May, there'll be a lot of states open in America but it will be premature and then we're going to get a second wave and then everyone will say, oh, why did the second wave happen? And it's just because everyone wanted to make fucking money. Yeah. That's my, that's my. It, it is a It is a catch-22. I, I, I do see both sides. But, yeah, I mean, South Korea had a second wave, having the second wave and Taiwan's having a having a yeah. second wave. A second wave's inevitable, right, for anyone. Yeah. Um, that's how these things but work. That's how heavy but then, it attacks. Yeah, it's how heavy and how much you listen to the healthcare professionals. I mean, scientists, like, I think generally scientists don't have that in mind, the growth of the economy. They have the survival of people in mind Mm. and it conflicts with businesses' ability to make money. Mm -hmm. Um, What the government don't want to do is keep bailing people out. It costs them $2.2 trillion the first time and that's not enough. So... They don't want to keep spending $2.2 billion yeah. to leave people at home. So there's the trade-off that they face. Um, no, absolutely. Uh, all right. A couple of quick-fire questions. In which in which town do the Simpsons reside? Springfield, what, uh, Illinois. What, <laughs> what is the name of Simpsons' next-door neighbour? Van Houtens? No, next-door neighbour. Flanders, uh, Flanders. <laughs> Who founded the Simpson town? Jebediah. How old is Bart? Ten. Oh, is he ten? Yeah, he's ten. ten. What is the name of Lisa's jazz mentor? Bleeding Gums Murphy. Yeah. Bleeding Gums Murphy. Well, yeah. well done, everyone. Fuck, we're good. I mean, they yeah. were pretty. These are easy yeah, as. Who runs the Quickie Mart? Fucking hell. Who asked that one? Yeah, I know. All right. Um, let me see. Anything else? Anything else? Anything else? Anything else? <laughs> I would out. just say thanks for thanks for letting me talk about it. No, no sweat. Any, it. Anything else you want to get off your chest? Um, I think here, I think people can't forget about. I think the one thing I really want out of this whole experience in New York, especially, uh, is for people to realize how good it was to be around one another. Mm. Uh, you know, and take care of one another a bit more when it's over, and not forget. Mm. I'm sure people will forget, but. What I like about this is like people's heads aren't in their own Instagram life anymore when they leave. Like it's all based around this thing that's affecting everyone, Mm. their Instagrams, their Twitter and everything. So at least even if they don't want it to be, um, it's not all about them. Um, I've got a a quick question. What do you think the difference – I know you're not here – but based on what you've seen, what, what do you think the main differences are in terms of society and difference between America and Australia? I think Australians uh, naturally are willing to sacrifice a bit quicker than Americans uh, for the good of everyone else. I think here 
in terms of like the as a whole. Here the government um, weren't as quick to wanting to sacrifice things and I think that caused a lot of problems. Um, but Australia has this mentality of sacrificing and it's inbuilt. Mm. You know, it's like part of our, it's part of being Australian. It's like we celebrate a military failure every year mm. as a way to celebrate how brave Australians are. Mm. And, um, you know, things like that are really testament to the attitude of Australians and their resolve. Americans do have it though. Like they're tough Americans uh, when things get bad. that's There's a reason why like when when the shit goes down, they're really good to have around. Oh, they galvanize. Yeah, they galvanize really well. Uh, but I think the, the American government is so conflicted right now and that's the defining factor of the two societies is like the Australian government were willing to say this is a problem independent of if you're Labor or Liberal, uh, whereas the Americans are like this is a Democratic hoax versus this is a Republican shit response. Yeah, you're right. That would be – I mean I think Trump, Trump's an idiot. I do think he'll win the election again. But imagine if Scott Morrison came out and was like, oh, this is a – this is a this is a labor yeah. hoax. The fuck yeah, are you talking, talking about, talking. you fucking idiot? The, the, the perfect example of that is England. Uh, Boris Johnson did come out and say this is all nonsense. Then the fucking guy nearly dies what? and he's thanking the NHS like an idiot. Exactly. Um, he's an idiot. That was that was that was one question that I had here that I just skipped over by accident. And this maybe is where we can end it just about. But the whole herd immunity thing that England were trying to push. Mental? Yeah. Mental because what it does, the, the point of isolation is to stop the burden on the healthcare system to treat all the sick people. Yeah. It's not about stopping herd immunity building. It's just it's a more gradual acquisition of herd immunity. It's you about want, not the hospitals collapsing. You don't want hospitals to collapse because that starts happening. The death rate goes through the roof mm. and uh, every model tells you that uh, and every model tells you that social distancing works. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, yeah, that was silly at the start, and that's—I'm not surprised that he did that. Um, but I was surprised. <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm not surprised he got it. But then I'm also—I didn't want him to die. I don't want Trump to die. Oh, I don't no. want Boris Johnson to die. Um, but I do wish that they were just not fucking idiots, not clo- um, close-minded. And, yeah, like and it's, it's like, like it's like just have some awareness of the world, not your world. But that's what I thought about. I thought about this in. In mid mid February, I was like, "Why this might be a problem is because look at our world leaders." Yeah, I know. So <laughs> Trump, fucking... Boris Johnson, Scott Morrison. This might be bad. Yeah. This isn't FDR. You know, this I'll... isn't. This and isn't I think Churchill. I think that's why. That's why people are saying Scott Morrison's not doing as bad a job. It's because we expected zero, <laughs> and he's reached it. Yeah. He's reached one. Can I tell you something about Scott Morrison quick before we go? Yeah, you yeah. met him. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the UN General Assembly is like five blocks up the street from me and um, all the leaders are in town. So I was walking up uh, Second Avenue to get some ramen and there was like a group of about, I don't know, I was on the phone to Pete at the time, my, bro- uh, my brother Pete, and um, we were just chatting away and there was a group of maybe like six or seven people walking toward me. And in the middle was Scott Morrison. <laughs> and so I turned to one of his entourage and I'm like, oh, is that the prime minister? And Scott Morrison turned to me and said, it sure is, mate. And then <laughs> proceeded to talk to me for about 10 minutes. Nicest bloke. Um, and like as much as I'm like this, you know, I'm a relatively liberal guy, I would say. 
I, I could not, you, when you're faced with him one-on-one, he's talking to you and he's complimenting your job and <laughs> wishing you all the best. I can't be like, you wanted to stop the boat. So it, just didn't, <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't cross my mind. I know. I was, They're I very was personable. And then, and then. Um, Which is weird he, because when you watch them in their fucking little politics isolation room yeah. where they argue, yeah, you like these guys are socially fucked. Like, yeah, yeah but, but he, but that's so how good. they got then, there. That is how they got there. Yep. Yeah. And then, so I'm, and Pete's on the phone. I'm they just kind of holding him away from the conversation and I get back on the phone and Pete's like, who was that? And I'm like, Scott Morrison. It was crazy. And I start sort of saying, Oh, he was asking about my job. Like he pumped my tires up basically. <laughs> yeah, and, I, I was, and Pete was like, Oh, Mr. Lefty. Yeah. Like, he's like, Mr. Lefty, you're down with Scott Morrison. And yeah, look at you, you now. You're you asked over. <laughs> but people, so, the, yeah. the, those people in those high positions, that's how they got Correct. there. They play that game. They're sociopaths. They're able to get you yeah. on side. I, I know okay. one guy who, who is super yeah. successful. I spoke to him. About four years ago, we did a little bit of work together and he's worth a shit ton of money. And I told him about Bear. I said, oh, yeah, he, he, we were talking about the dog. Four years later, he goes, oh, how's Bear? Yeah. Like, How the yeah. fuck did you remember that, you psycho? <laughs> yeah. But it's like, yeah. it's a skill. I mean, yeah. it is a skill. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't vote for the guy, but like, fuck, he was charming. I'll tell you that. <laughs> nice one. All right, Matt. Matt, you're, you're a, a legend. Lord. Thanks, Paul. Thank what you it, so much. Thanks very much for having me, guys. What are you doing great. the rest of today? It's, what time is it there? About eight o'clock, nine o'clock? Uh, it's nine nine twenty uh, a.m. So I'm going to be testing tonight from five till midnight, um, and then and before then I'll just sit around in my apartment. I'm watching the World War Two in color documentary. World War One or World so, War Two on Netflix? Two. Two, okay. Uh, Peter Jackson's yeah. one on World War One was, oh, that was fucking so hell. That was I haven't me- watched it. I've got it. I haven't mental. watched it. Yeah. Fucking mental. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm just going to watch a bit of that and exercise and, and yeah, there's nothing else I can do at the moment. All right, you're a king. We'll, um, we'll, we'll see how this thing pans out and we might talk to you again maybe a month or a month and a half or two months. Who knows? Sounds great. Thanks, All guys. Right. Thanks, Lord. Cheers, mate. Cheers, boys. See you, bro. All right. Nice. And we're done? Yeah. Do you want to do a little debrief that I can edit in or, or a pre-brief or just a brief? Oh, not really. What's not been really. going on with you? <laughs> <laughs> no, do you want to do an introduction that I'll put like at the start or something? Like nah, no, no, no. You can just leave this all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't get married? Didn't get married. Fucking these bloody Chinese <laughs> bastards eating fucking sand shrews. I love Matt. They're listening. They're listening on my TikTok. I, yeah, I know they are. I love Matt and he's the best. He's but a legend. But I mean, you know, fuck China. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I've had half a bottle of this. All right. All right. Sweet as. Okay. All good? Yep. All right. See you later.